All right. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. It's Friday night, right? Share this out, share this out, share this out. There I am on your screen for those of you who have the benefit of, of video, the MP4 file version of this podcast. Those of you who don't, you can only hear my voice, but that's okay. <clears throat> it's Friday night. We finished last week. We finished the alien interview from Roswell, New Mexico, 1947 on episode 23. It took us 23 episodes to get through that three-hour video. We finally went through it and finished it off. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do uh, to continue this breakdown like I did the Law of One first and then Alien Interview. I'll be doing something else, just not quite sure what, because there's so much stuff I could choose from. I could literally pick any, say, uh, material out of history or, or you know, uh, any dusty old tome and break those apart. But I do that anyways, right? So instead of going page by page, word by or for word over a Bible, um, you know, the whole ideology is is kind of thing. But I wanted to talk news today because there is a lot of stuff going on uh, that a lot of people don't know about in this country or around the world, for that matter. And I wanted to talk about some of that stuff because I get information from around the world, so I know a lot about what's going on in other places that the news won't tell you about. Uh, then again, some of you out there know stuff that I don't know because you are, in, in fact, in a different place and I'm not getting information as well. They're trying to stifle that information highway as well. OK, so let's talk about this coldemic. Right. So it has officially been downsized worldwide from a pandemic to an endemic, except the places who are still being occupied by evil dictator like uh, um, powers socialistic, communistic powers that have been trying to take over countries. Here in America and in Canada, it's still being, they're tripling and quadrupling down and still trying to gain control of power. Um, but in Europe, uh, the UK has has downsized it to an endemic officially. And as of February 1st, which will be Tuesday coming up, today is the 28th of January 2022. For those of you who find this out in history somewhere, welcome to everybody who's here. Denise, welcome. Reese, welcome. Cheryl, welcome. Allison, welcome. Share this out, share this out, share this out. Um, I'm still in jail on YouTube, so I can't post anything there. So we're not live on YouTube. We're only live on Facebook still. Uh, we'll see what happens with YouTube. It looks like, you know, they're ban they banned Bongino, Dan Bongino. He's a bigger fish than me, but they're already working on me. And they did the same thing to him that they did to me. I just uh, listened to him talk about that last night, and he literally said they went back and, and found stuff in his past uh, archives, and uh, that were that is you know now uh, uh, you know not politically correct to say or do, and they uh, put him through the the work systematically. So they're they're firing me for cause basically. And he went on uh, live, posted a video that said why I'm leaving YouTube, and as soon as they got wind that he posted that, they banned him. Right. So they're like, you can't quit. We fired you first. <laughs> it's hilarious. Right. So so YouTube's putting me through the motions as well. Apparently, I'm, I'm uh, almost as a big a fish as Dan Bongino, but they're just not in, a, in as a hurry because, of course, he has a far more uh, reach than I do on YouTube. Right. I'm a small fish compared to him. Um, however, we have the same point of view when it comes to the jibber jabber and and, the uh, you know, the Omnicold. So, um Thank you, Allison. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, Denise, you saw that, right? So, uh, so, but the good thing is, here is the good thing. Okay, Denmark, as of February first, it's gonna this is gonna be a date that's gonna go down in history for the world. February one. Okay, and it's already apropos. 
February 1st, Denmark is ending all lockdowns, all mask mandates, everything that has to do with COVID. Over, done. As of the 1st. The UK, as of the 1st, same. Ireland, as of the 1st, same. Right? So a lot of Europe is just done with it. Meanwhile, Austria just uh, put mandates to where they could arrest people, uh, oh, two weeks ago, arrest people to, to force them to get a shot, right? Australia's quadrupling down, trying to do the same thing, right? And Canada was, and, and uh, good on you uh, up there in Canada, the, the, especially the truckers who uh, are putting on a protest and the people who are supporting them. You know that things are getting bad when peaceful Canada, when the people of Canada who are very peaceful people and not really aggressive people, when they get ticked off, <laughs> right? That's because they know the same thing that we all know. This is over and it's done with. Most of the states, more than 28 states in the United States have been free states since the beginning and didn't have any lockdowns. Sweden never had any lockdowns and they actually fared better. And they have found that all the places who didn't have lockdowns fared better than all the places who did and mass mandated. And they won't tell you that here, but they know that here because they talk about it on certain uh, um, news broadcasts or certain stations that you have to tune into to know about because mainstream media does not allow that information because they are a machine for the uh, political party that's trying to turn this nation and this world into a communistic country, most of which is backed by the Chinese communist government. And this is all true. And, it, and it's stuff that they know here and we're trying to fight against. But the mainstream media, uh, just with what I'm saying, I might get taken down today if, the, if I algorithm out too much. OK, so the mandates are going away worldwide. On, and in now the country, the world is being split up the same way the United States is being split up between those countries that are free and those countries that are not. And I am broadcasting from a non-free state of California, which is the one of the uh, evil dens of this elite class that thinks that they own the planet and the world uh, and uh, their power base. Right. I'm literally uh, I'm, I'm in the D.C. of California. Right. Washington, D.C. has everybody there uh, in the in the houses of the House and the Senate. I'm in California, right outside of Sacramento, which is the capital, which is where Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, uh, Chuck Schumer and all those guys reside when they're not in Washington because they're from California. Not the squad. The squad's from the New York area, the other stronghold for uh, that is not a free state. The people are fleeing as well. People are fleeing from these uh, lockdown states and moving to free states that's happening all over the United States. And I would wager that it's happening all over the world. Okay. So I wanted to inform you guys as to this, because this whole thing, you know, has been a, a rocky, scary road for uh, two and a half years now, uh, almost three years. And everybody still has that angst and that fear. And I, and I've been trying to be the calm in the storm and telling people it's okay and that it's it's not as bad as it seems and now everyone is realizing it never was right so yeah you guys are going to get denise as we're expecting uh, 36 inches of snow tonight so no one is going anywhere right no you guys on the east everybody over there on the east uh, east uh, uh, of the united states east coast of the united states especially in the northeast you guys got a nor'easter going on over there and it's, it's socking you guys in pretty hard right and um, Allison, you're welcome. Always, you're welcome. Right? Um, you know, anytime you guys need me for anything, I will try to help you guys out and uh, and do what I can. Especially if you guys are in any way, you know, anxious and and need some, you know, guidance. That's what I'm here for. It's what I do. 
Right? Yeah, because Cheryl says, can you send a pinch or two to Florida, right? Uh, they say it might. You guys might get some rain there. No snow, though, Cheryl. But you guys said uh, the, the weather uh, person was saying that uh, if it's, it's kind of kicking west a little bit. And if it does, uh, then Florida is going to get a little bit of rain, but no snow. Uh, and then you're going to get some more snow in the north. Uh, if it does kick a little bit west, it's it's kind of kicking that way a little bit. So either way, you guys are going to be socked in over there. There's going to be snow in New York and Maine. You guys are going to get hit hard. Uh, I saw the hardest amount of snow, uh, the biggest amount of snow is going to be in Maine from what I, I hear tell. So if you're up there in the north, north uh, or in the south of uh, Canada, uh, you guys are going to get hit pretty hard with some snow in the next day or two. Right. So, yeah, Long Island, you should get some rain out there, but I don't know if you'll get <laughs> snow or you might actually. They're saying that it could get that, that low. So if you're on Long Island, you might get some snow. Uh, it's, it's you know, it's pretty cold everywhere, even here in California, sunny California. We're getting down to 32 and 34 and 36 at night. So we're getting down to freezing here in the valley. Right. I'm, I'm in the valley of, of California, the north end of it, of the plains uh, here and, um, you know, just below the mountains. And we're getting freezing temperatures. So we are getting snow here in the Sierras as well. So, yeah, Allison said we're getting snow tomorrow. Yeah. So th there's a lot of the country that's just getting socked in with snow. So no one's going anywhere in that respect. But at least, uh, you know, you're not locked down in, in whatever free state that you're in. You can't you can if you could get out from snow or once you get out from under it, you can travel. Uh, and the mass mandates are going away just about everywhere. It's hard and hard and hard and harder and harder for them to hold on to this idea when, you know, when the um, Omnicold just kind of blew by his sniffles, right? And then, so the rest of the world's like, it's over, right? Ding dong, the witch is dead. And now what you have is other people are going, that's not happening. It's like the movie uh, Eric the Viking when they were on High Brazil and they were exaggerating how how innocent the people were on high Brazil and one, one drop of blood, the whole Island would sink into the ocean. And of course, a bunch of Vikings show up uh, that are trying to uh, uh, find Bifrost the rainbow bridge, cross it and wake the gods to drive Finry or the wolf from the sky. Uh, it was a comedy, by the way, uh, made by the Monty Python uh, uh, crew, the guys that did Monty Python, uh, uh, Terry Gilliam and um, uh, John Cleese. And uh, who else? There was three of them that were in the movie. Um, that, that were still uh, uh, kicking anyways. They had a really good cast anyways. <clears throat> so, of course, the Vikings, uh, Loki being evil, Loki turns on one of the Vikings and uh, he's trying, of course, to to uh, steal some shit. And he uh, stabs one of the Vikings and a drop of blood falls from his dagger and it hits the land and the whole island starts to sink. And the king there who played by Terry Gilliam, brilliant, brilliant comedy writer, uh, he's sitting there saying, this is not happening. We have... We have things and rules against this and it's not happening and you're a bunch of panic mongers and don't look here. This place is not sinking. And the entire time the place is sinking. And he continued saying that until he literally went bloop, 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 underwater and drowned. So this is what they're now doing and tripling down and quadrupling down and saying, no, 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 no. Well, there's going to be another one coming up as soon as the winter hits and it's going to be really bad. We just know it. Each one they keep scared trying to tell you, we have no idea if this is going to be worse than the other one or less than. The only way that any virus, guys, this you can look this up. Don't believe a word I say. Look up viruses and look up how they mutate. Okay. Viruses start off brand new at the height of their deadliness. After that, they realize that they need to live themselves, so they mutate. The, the people who get the viruses build up antibodies to that virus, so that also creates, uh, makes the virus have to mutate so that it's a different form of the same virus, but they 
only ever in history ever, ever, ever get weaker. They never, ever, ever, ever in the history of any virus ever have they gone from weaker to a cold and then jumped back and became something deadly ever. The only way that happens is genetically engineered by a human that fortifies or refortifies something and makes it deadly. Okay. That is the way nature works. Period. It's like saying that I can, I can meditate and make myself uh, levitate. Right. And people say that some, some people can do that, but you have to be in a perfect state of mind to do that. So therefore you have to change something about your consciousness. Do you understand where I'm going with this to be able to do that? Otherwise you will never, ever, ever levitate. It's the same thing with the virus. It is designed to do one thing, and it's designed to spiral itself into something common so that it can stay alive all year round and never kill all the hosts because that's not what it wants to do. It wants to live. If it kills all the hosts off, it can't survive. It dies. So it's a symbiotic relationship with the human beings. All viruses are. Do you understand? And then there's viruses that work the same exact way with animals. So when they first hit, like when the bubonic plague hit, nobody had an immunity to it, and it was killing everybody off. And then all of a sudden, uh, in, instantaneously, overnight, the entire population of Europe survived it and it went away. They had herd immunity. And no longer were they, those people could never get the plague ever again, right? And if you have uh, DNA from Europe, from both your mother and your father, and th that bloodline on both sides goes back to the Black Plague in Europe, you will have that marker and you will be uh, you will not get the uh, bubonic plague and you will also not get AIDS because AIDS is an offshoot derivative. I don't know. I can't prove that. But um, supposedly that is true. You can look this up as well. That There was a gay man in San Francisco who his partners kept dying of AIDS and he never had it. He went to the doctor and was like, I don't know what's going on. Everyone around me is dying. They tested him. He had AIDS, but he was immune to it. He had the marker from Europe. That was the one thing that he had that was different. He had the marker that made him immune to the Black Death, the bubonic plague. And that same marker makes that person immune to AIDS. Okay. And that was also questionable, if you're alive long enough, uh, whether or not that virus was something that was manufactured by rich elite Europeans, who are those are the ones who pretty much think they own this planet right now, European descendant people who, who think they own the earth all of a sudden they're not susceptible to said disease. Also, with these new variants that have been coming out, the same thing. My brother has, in his family, his wife and his children have all tested positive and had COVID at different times, first his wife, then his daughter and his son. And at the same time, he was being tested every week and never got it. He's been vaccinated, but he never, he never got it and, and never has nothing. He's around them all the time. Now, they were all vaccinated as well, but they had the breakthrough and they all and they all ended up having it. His wife got it twice. She got it once, got vaccinated after she got over it, got vaccinated anyway and got it again. OK, so. That's a that's a strange piece of of the Omnicold because it somehow was able to get around the antibodies that you would have if you were vaccinated. Right. So somehow it evolved to where it wouldn't, the, the vaccination wouldn't work on it. That's why everybody was getting that. But the good thing with that is that it, it ran, went so rampant and, and is blowing through society, and it's so mild that herd immunity is, a, is essentially upon us. 
They just won't admit it yet. They keep holding out for hope that it, that still people are afraid and they're going to keep tripling down and quadrupling down. So soon it's going to be apparent to the rest of the world. And that's what's very quickly happening. So if you're hearing my voice and you're in a country that is being run by evil dictators and they're still saying that that this whole uh, pandemic is, is serious and you need to, to be locked down, they're lying to you. And they have been from the beginning. OK, and that's coming out and it's becoming very evident to the rest of the world. So continue doing what you're doing. Those of you who have resisted around the world in a nonviolent way, and I want to stress nonviolent way, because I am not a revolutionary. I do not condone violence. That's just violence begets violence and death begets death. We don't need that. We need less of that on this planet. Okay, so we need none of that on this planet. There are ways of doing that without having harm that are more effective than that. Because if you go crazy and you break stuff and you and you throw things, then they go. You're you, then then they say, well, we can use deadly force now because they're scaring us to deadly force. But if you're just sitting holding signs and you know even if you're chained to something and you're just chanting or singing or dancing around, they can't justify killing you. It'll be all over the films and you'll, you'll be murdered and slaughtered and that will get a government toppled and overthrown very quickly. Do you see? They know that, but they don't think you know that and they don't want that. They want to rough you up into a frenzy to get you to do something stupid out there. So, so listen to and heed my words. Don't do anything that's going to get you guys uh, uh, fighting with the, with the authorities. And if they become aggressive, film them. That's how we that's how we stopped it before when the police were brutally beating people for no reason and spraying them in the face and the mouth with pepper spray for no reason. They're just sitting there and they just walk up and start hosing people down. That stuff is abusive and it needs to stop. And it oh, here in this country, because of people filming the police doing that, has gotten that to stop. And there are a few bad actors in the police forces around the world. There's not every, everybody in the police force is not evil by any means. You have to understand that only eight percent of the population of the world is evil. So there's a possibility, no matter where you go, that 8% of the employees at any store are going to be evil-minded people. Do you understand that? So that means 8% of the, of the population of the police force in the world, 8%, you have a potential of 8% of those police officers are going to be evil, okay? So you can't root out evil from everything because it, they're in and amongst us and we can't tell the difference. Well, some of us can. Most of you ignore the difference between people who are evil and aren't, and then you get yourselves into trouble. That's part of the veiling process and part of the unveiling process to be able to see and understand who those people are at a glance. That, that doesn't happen for a child, and that's what most of us are on this planet. We're children. This is what this planet is for. This is what the third dimension is for, is for children, to learn how to become adults. And the, the passage into adulthood is the understanding of everything that's happening here and why. Do you understand that? Okay, everything in the world that's happening, not just with on the front of uh, you know diseases or war, but all of it. The yin, the yang, the good, the evil, the whole dichotomy, that entire... Uh, um, scenario. Once you understand that scenario fully and you actually get it, all the fear just washes away. There's no reason for it. And then you see the perfection that is this spiral that you're on, that in this trap that you're in, that are of your own device, like the song says in, in uh, Hotel California. We're all just prisoners here of our own device. Okay, so so we have... 
It's still cool that yeah, Allison says it's still cool you found out I was a Viking. Well, yeah, it's that's sweet. Yeah, I I think that's cool too, right? <laughs> so, in fact, I'm wearing my Viking shirt. You can't see it. That's the 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 uh, uh, helmet that's on there. It's a, a Viking World Viking Clan. It's called Grimfrost, and it actually says it right below there in runes. Let me get my beard out of the way here. That's actually Viking runes, and that spells Grimfrost. And on the back is a really big one in a Celtic spiral, and it has Grimfrost written in the border around it, and it has this that that big helmet helm, uh, Viking helmet uh, uh, that's ornate uh, there. So that's I have. I have a couple of these shirts uh, it, with the clans, and I don't mean the KKK. I mean the the Irish, Scottish, and English clans and the historic uh, Viking clans uh, of the of Europe. Um, they're called clans, and that that means family. Clanad in Irish means family, right? So it literally is an offtake of clan, clanad, right? Um, or clandom. The word clan clanad means clandom means family. Um, so. There's a version of that. Uh, that's that's what's important. We we call it that in in Europe. They call it every you know family, a clan. Uh, but then of course, then over here, the Democrats started that Ku Klux Klan, uh, and they they were you know anti-Semites and, and and well anti-anything that wasn't their white their version of what they thought was the white race, which is hilarious because uh, they were of all different uh, white European descent. Uh, and even over in Europe, we don't consider ourselves like the French don't consider themselves the same as the Germans. The Germans don't consider themselves the same as the Scots. The English don't consider themselves Irish or Scottish. Yet, when you come to America, you can be all of those and hate the rest of the world and all their other colors. And it's OK to be what is warring nations back home. But over here, they're oh well, it's us against the world all of a sudden. Right. So. That's that's why, you know, that's what makes America the the uh, the new Viking or the new pirate uh, country to the world is that mindset. But not not the bad part about it. It's the good part about it, the melting part part about that. And we consider everybody who is uh, comes here and is American. Most of us, if you're born here, you're an American. You're one of us. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where your DNA came from. You are here. And that makes you my brother and my sister. Right. So most of us here in this country don't see it that way. My microphone keeps sliding down slightly. Now it's too high. It'll fall down in a minute and back where it was supposed to be, right? So it's it's not wanting to stay in where I want it today. Okay, so the world is unlocking for those of you, and it's not the whole world yet, but it's a good portion, about 25% of the world now, uh, as of February 1st, will be back to or trying to get, you know, some semblance of order and get back to kids going to school and uh, no mandates, no vaccinations, no uh, masks or and, and such. And then you have, of course, people even here in the lockdown states, I don't wear a mask no matter where I go, unless I go into a hospital. That's the only place I will respect that uh, a mandate because there are sick people and some people that are susceptible, you know, just like myself, uh, you know, because I have COPD and I'm diabetic or type 2 diabetic. So that makes me more susceptible to it. So I wouldn't want somebody coming in not wearing a mask into a hospital where everyone there is either sick or or recovering from something or there for a purpose to have medical stuff done, whether they're sick or not. So I wouldn't want to bring that something to those people there because most people who are going in and out of a hospital are, are already immunely compromised in some way. Correct. So, but if I go in and out of a store, you know, that's potluck, that's open season, right? That's in the wild. 
Right? <laughs> so I go in and out of a store. I'm not wearing a mask. I haven't worn a mask. I wore a mask for the first three months until I got a handle uh, of what was going on uh, and the actual uh, about. And then after that, I've stopped wearing them. I don't have more of them. Sometimes I put it on like I'll put it on as I'm walking up and walk in. Like I go to a restaurant. I show up with a mask on. I sit down, take it off. Right. I wasn't wearing it in the car. Right. I've never been one that wore a mask in the car while I'm driving by myself or with anyone else in the car ever. That's just asinine. You're in your car. Unless you have your vents open and your windows open, there's no cloud of COVID that's just going to wait there for you. Go poof, another car got him. Poof, another car got him. Right. Is there, you know, I always say there's a staircase out, outside the door here that I have to walk around to to leave. And I always say the COVID must be hiding under the staircase waiting for me to jump me. Right. Come on. Let's be serious. That's crazy. Right. Okay. And then, yeah, he says uh, uh, news is crazy. School about to go back. All students with masks and uh, and uh, the test twice a week. Yeah. See, it depends on where you are, brother. It depends on where you live. Right. You're uh, Reese, aren't you in? Aren't you over in uh, Australia? Or am I getting that wrong? You here in the United States? You're if you're in the United States, you're obviously in a in a state like myself that's not a free state. You're in a you're in an occupied state. Uh, but if I, but I think you were one that's from Australia, right? So the, unfortunately you guys got most of the, well, no, you guys don't even have that. Aren't you guys split like we are? Don't you have a couple of provinces down there that are not locking down, but you have one that's really, really locked down. I think that's what's going on over there. Right. If people have a problem with me. They don't have to, to, to be in my, uh, chat group. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and you know what? And, and, um, I always say this, and this is what, who was it? Was it Dan Bongino that said it? I think it was Bongino. He, he said yesterday he was on, he was on TV and he said, if the masks work, how come they're not working? Yeah. See Australia, New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're, yeah, you're in the South. Now you guys are still locked down too. I thought it was just the North uh, up there. And then, the, um, and then you guys were kind of uh, a little more lenient down there, but I guess not. Okay, that sucks, brother. <laughs> so you guys need to protest down there. You need to know that the protests are working everywhere else, right? They're working here in America. We're starting to get fed up, and people are starting to protest. Canada, I mean, if you saw the news, man, they were lining the highway. They had a whole convoy. It was like the, pardon me, it was like the, the protest movie, the convoy from the 70s here in America. That movie uh, spawned that kind of thing, and they were doing that, and they, they were flying their flags, the Canadian flag, the oak leaf, and they were, uh, out there protesting, and and of course uh, um, the uh, 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 so-called leader of the of the uh, dictatorship that is the Canadian uh, government uh, said uh, that the, the you know called the people deplorables basically. <clears throat> so he pulled a Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know these people can't help themselves. They're so stupid. They they just can't help themselves from from alienating their own voters. You gotta love it, right? So. Because it's us against them, man. That's the way they. That's the way they see it, right? They're the rich and the elite, and they don't think you're smart enough to even uh, understand an insult. So that's going to piss off some more Canadians, right? So good for you guys up in Canada for taking a stand, because you guys, it takes a lot more to rile you guys up than any country that I know, except maybe Sweden, <laughs> right? Because the Swiss are always neutral and everything. They're like, no, we'll stay out of it. We'll just do your banking, give us your money, uh, and we'll take care of that for you. And you guys, we're done with the war thing. We had to fight for, you know, for the world once already. Uh, before we were a country, we were we were the Temple Knights, and now we're done with the whole fighting thing. We're done with that. You guys can fight, and we'll and we'll just stay hidden, right? So, so I, I you know, I, they never had a lockdown. They were those people up there just refused. What does that tell you? <clears throat> the the people that are the most peaceful in the world that don't want to go to war with anybody, they were the first ones to go. Hell no, we're not locking down. 
And there was nobody in their government that was going to try and stand up to him because what are you going to do? Piss off the Templar Knights and the, all of their generations? You don't want to do that. Most most Viking countries are peaceful. You don't want to piss them off, right? Like right now, you got you got to because of what's going on. Let's get back to the news because of what's going on politically here in America with Sippy Cup Joe. Uh, sleeping at the helm of the ship. It's like the Titanic blathering through the ocean, waiting for a, a big chunk of ice to smash into. And we're going full throttle because they don't even know what they're doing up there. And they've got their foot on the pedal. And you got Sleepy Joe who's running out to get ice cream. Let's go get ice cream and film it. And he's like, I'm buying. Anybody want it? They're all standing around going, ha, ha. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, just get your ice cream there, Grandpa. We're going to go back home now, Okay. Anybody check his diaper before we came in here? He smells a little rank. Come on, Dad. We got to go, right? So they, they get they, they get him in and out, and then they go and put him back, and he sits in the captain's chair, and he says, faster, faster, you know, and, and we don't realize he's trying to sing the Metallica song, right? He's trying to sing the song about being on drugs from Metallica. Faster, faster, all I hear and see is laughter, laughter. And they don't know that that's what he's doing. He's out of his mind over there. And so they're stepping on the gas, and you got – you got Camel Nose Harris. She's over there. All, all steer, all steer. Everybody runs to the helm and says, "Get, woo, go get her, get her, get her out of there, get her out of there." And she says, "You're fired, and you're fired, and you're fired, and you. I don't know about you. I'm going to shoot you." And they're like, "Get her away. Give her something to do, right? Get her some actors and put her on camera over here and have her pretend that she's pretending something over there. Look over here, right? So now we got the ship going full steam. We got the 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 leader of the free world is asleep at the helm." The second leader of the free world is absolutely out of her ever loving mind and can't even do anything. And now she wants to secretly wants to get them to appoint her as a because she doesn't want to be the president. That's too hard. That's too hard of a job. I want a job. I don't have to do much. So she wants to be now named as the black first, you know, the black female uh, that is supposed to be replacing the guy that hasn't even said he's leaving yet. But everybody else and all the media has already got him out the door, handing him his bag and shoving him out the door. Uh, and they've already said that they're going to uh, bring in somebody for a racial uh, reason only, purely. Uh, it's got to be a female and a, and a black person. And, oh, yeah, that's right. They also have to be uh, extremely uh, far, far progressive left. Well, the perfect person for that is the most hated female uh, politician on the face of the earth. No, not AOC or the squad. No, Camel knows Harris. She is uh, hated. In her, her approval rating in California is like 3%. That's not a joke. <laughs> the problem is only 3% of the people voted for her, and the 3% that voted for her were the people who voted for her. So the, they were the only ones who didn't like or who actually liked her, right? They're the only people who voted. That's not a joke. So she wants to be the, the next and have a job for the rest of her life uh, and basically being in charge of telling everybody in the planet, or especially the United States, what they can and can't do illegally. Um, so that won't get approved even if she tries, but they're going to try and get a racial thing. And then they're going to try and do this big hoopla on the courts and say that everybody who doesn't vote for her is in fact a racist. And in fact, everybody's a racist anyways, they just don't know it. And now the racism is coming out, you know, the usual suspects and the usual stuff they say, uh, to, to try and scare everybody into voting for somebody like the way they got sleepy Joe, uh, uh, elected. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, she's a Cheryl over here. We call them Karens, but yes, <laughs> right. She's a Cheryl. Yeah, she's a Karen. That's what we call them in America, buddy. We say they're a Karen, but it means the same thing. So, 
So we don't want her there. We also don't want her in charge. So we're not going to say that he's there's something wrong with him. He needs to be taken out of power because she becomes the president. And if we try to throw her out, guess who, right? Nancy Pelosi. So the three options on the table are, are none. strike one, strike two, strike three. The devil's in charge. Okay, so we, ha- we have to wait and we have to just uh, ride this out. We got three more years. He may not even make it that, that far. In, I don't know. I mean, look, he's pretty old. He might just fall asleep and not wake up. Maybe he's already dead and it's weekend at Bernie's and they got and they just got him propped up to do stuff now by strings and wires and no one notices it. Right. I don't know. I thought that about, uh, you know, about a few people in the in the country that are already dead that are out there that are ruling, especially like Aunt Nancy Pelosi, 178 years old for crying out loud. Chuck Schumer's 210 for for fuck's sake. OK, so. However, some of the states here, because states are run independently in the United States, even though they try to make it the United States of America. It is, in fact, free and sovereign nations who got together under one banner, and they called that the United States of America. Okay, so they were free nation states. You guys need to understand that. Nation states, not a state of a, of a country that was formed as a country and then, and then char- carved up into states. These states were independently owned and operated by the people who lived in them as independent sovereign nations, and they voted to join the union. Okay, do you understand that? And then some of them uh, went to war to try and break the union, and they lost, and they were re uh, uh, reintegrated into the union. Okay, so you have to understand that uh, that states are independent, and they have kept that even in the Constitution of the United States that uh, state laws supersede federal law even if unless the federal tyrannical government wants to come in and, and uh, supersede that law. For instance, the, there are uh, 28 states in the United States where marijuana is legal, right? And the weird thing is that uh, those are mostly Democratic states. So, so the Democrats, when they're being not progressive, when they're being moderate, they get along with the Republicans when they're not being uh, ultra-right, alt-right, you know, ultra-conservative. They become more moderate and they get along. We need to get back to that center place, that balance of of the politics in this country instead of everybody running to the extremes and trying to think they can sway the boat one way or the other by hanging off the edge and holding on. Because the truth is, if you've ever sailed on a sailing vessel, the only way that helps in any way, in fact, if you're on the downside and you're trying to, 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 to get your point and pull everybody to that direction, you're going to capsize the boat. Because the boat is already capsized as it is. And, and anyone who knows anything about sailing, when the boat gets keeled over that far, uh, you can look at the racing yachts and you'll see that everybody runs to the top, grabs a hold of ropes and puts their feet on the, on the deck and lays out flat uh, to put weight on the boat to, to hold it from capsizing. That's the only way that you can write a boat from capsizing or keeping it from capsizing. If it capsizes, you're done. So you can't run to the extremes. You have to stay in the center and only move the opposite direction, depending on where the wind is blowing. And that's what politicians normally do. Wherever the wind blows, they move to the to the side that'll help balance things and come back and forth. And that seems counterproductive because, well, wait a minute. That means you're going against your party. Sometimes you have to do that to right the ship. okay? and people don't understand that. So instead of running to the polls, we need to meet in the center and then from there work together to keep the ship afloat. That's how it works. That, I know that's an article. Uh, some of you guys hate that because the world is so sort of uh, in a uh, Omar. Welcome, buddy. I didn't see you there. I just have to look down and I see Omar just popped in and said, hey, how we doing, bro? Uh, so 
uh, so I know that sounds counterproductive, but it's the only way that you write the ship to, to continue going. So, so right now, what we have is that struggle, that pull that's not helping sail the ship at all because we're keeping the, the winds aloft as it would be uh, uh, marked or, you know, or, or occur because there's too much of that running to the poles instead of being in the center where people should be to help out. However, sometimes good protest is good. Like I mentioned earlier, and now Omar's on here. I want to give you guys kudos up there, Omar. I hear there's unrest in Canada. Good on to you for every single person of you uh, that's out there that's Canadian or in Canada uh, that has taken part in being tired of this tyrannical lockdown and you're making your voices heard and you're starting to stand up. Those of you here in the United States, there are so there's thousands of people that do that daily, but uh, you know, not so much being televised on television unless it's Black Lives Matter burning stuff down. Otherwise, they don't want to show you that people are actually protesting against the stuff that's going on. Those of you who have children inside the United States or anywhere else for that matter in the world, fight for the rights of your children with your mouth only. We do not need to have any kind of physical violence unless it only is the last resort. And we have and we have no other other reasoning to, you know, literally they have to come in and start killing us for us to do that. Right. Um, Omar says, I'm doing great. I'm putting together the schedule for, for my 111 conference while listening to you on the master, master of puppets. Yeah. Rock that right, brother. Master, master. You know, it's funny. People didn't know what that song was about. And I watched a, a video where they had a conglomeration of a bunch of people who were listening to it for the first time. had never heard Metallica, never heard the song. And when it dawned on them that that song was, uh, talking about a drug, uh, and it was the perspective going back and forth, uh, and mostly in the mind of the person realizing they were addicted to a drug, and then the woes of the high that the drug said that you know you were supposed to get from doing the drug, and the realization that you don't get that high and you're constantly chasing it, uh, and then you're addicted to the drug, and that's and that's what the song is about. So at the end, they play the this long solo that is the drug high. It's beautiful. And it starts out beautiful. It's this really methodical, beautiful solo. And this music, it's all, uh, you know, at that point, it's an instrumental. And then all of a sudden, it gets a little rough. And then it gets a little gruff. And then it gets faster and meaner. You can feel the pace of it. And that's when you when they are coming down from the drug and the, and the crash. As you come off of the drug, cocaine or crank or crack or any of those things where you crash really hard when you come down. Uh, and it's a really, really good song about uh, drug abuse and struggles from uh, drug abuse and, and uh, even alcohol abuse. Uh, so it's a really good song and it's a totally badass song, but like everything else, people don't realize the meaning in a lot of stuff. And they don't think that that heavy metal or speed metal or rock and roll has any kind of um, spiritual meaning. But if you listen to most of the greatest bands in the world, like the doors and, and uh, you know, the Eagles and Led Zeppelin and uh, Jimi Hendrix and, uh, Judas Priest and Metallica, most of their songs mean shit. <laughs> Few of them that don't. There was literally, uh, in one of the songs, he says that, just a rhyme without a reason, right? Uh, literally in the Metallica song, he says that, just a rhyme without a reason. <laughs> it's like in the song. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool to throw that in there, right? So um, that's cool, Omar, that you're uh, chilling and doing that. Yeah, he says, yes, our minor our minor fringe majority, or minority, right, Uh uh convey in a, in a what is it a 3,000 kilometer long uh, headed now everybody's oh, okay right so it was 3,000 kilometers long it was that long wow brother so okay so they all got out there and they lined up and it was a three 3,000 kilometer long 
and they headed to Ottawa. Rock. They didn't. They. I think they said that, but they didn't really show just how long that was. You know how they do on the news? They give you five second blurbs really fast. Uh, so that's badass that they did that. We did that here. There was a lot of people here that did that uh, lined up on the on both sides of the highway and and protested and they didn't talk too much about it in America. But there was, a, you know, same thing. It went on for hundreds of miles uh, over here. So so that's good. That's cool. Yeah, it was a big truck convoy. I said that it was like the movie convoy from the 70s that, that we had here in America. That was a badass movie. And that was that was you guys just pulled it off. It was pretty badass. Yeah. So there's a lot of us down here in America, Omar, that are very proud of the truckers of Canada today for what they did because of that movie and how iconic that movie was and what it meant to the people of the time in the 70s because it meant that revolutionary uh, thought process. We just went through the 60s, right? We just had the, the 40s with a, a lot of war in the 30s and 40s, and, and then the 50s were, were kind of weird here uh, in America. And so the 60s were the, you know, the, the, the decade of love and peace and drugs and rock and roll, and the 70s uh, was a weird time when we were coming out of that stuff and we didn't know, I didn't have anywhere to go, but we were still defiant, wanted to stay free. And the sixties were a lot of upheaval for human rights and uh, voting rights and, and uh, freedom for black people. And so uh, then we kept that going uh, on a grassroots in the seventies to remind ourselves of that. Uh, so it became very iconic, that movie uh, and the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the fist up, you know, or the, the power to the people, uh, uh, you know, giving the finger to authority. And so when you guys did that in Canada, a lot of us smiled down here. <laughs> a lot of us smiled down here, right? Truckers around the world are starting to do the same thing. See, good, right? Rock on that that's, that that's happening, right? And, I, and that's the other thing that I want to point out. And thank you for, for that, Omar, is that it, you know, that it is happening all over the world, like here in America. Canada is starting to separate into free townships and occupied and then free states and occupied as well. America has more than 28 states that are now freed. Uh, the rest are still under occupation. I happen to be living right in the heart of, of the occupation in California. Uh, we're hoping soon to throw that off. But then uh, around the world, the same thing's happening. So no people know this, that the fear now is only residual. OK, don't let them try to, to drum your fear back up and and make you think that this in, in any way is as deadly as it was in the beginning, because even in the beginning, it wasn't actually deadly. They just made sure that it but that it got deadly. And those you know, the, that information will come out in time uh, and people will have to uh, will have to atone for those sins as time goes on. Uh, but I don't believe any of the rich and the elite will ever face any charges because even across the aisle on the other side, those people are ultimately the same people that are on the other side of the aisle. So, you know, um, that, I don't see any of that happening, but we can at least wrench back that freedom from uh, this crap and fire these people. Fire them. Don't vote for them again. Anyone who has done this stuff and all of you know what's wrong, whether you want to put a, a party line ideology behind it or not, whatever side that you think you're on, both of those people hate your guts and they don't care about you except the fact that they need you to be their slave labor and they need you to give them money. OK, so they don't really care about your life because you're just they don't care. You're just going to breed more anyways. They just need you to continue doing what it is that you're doing so that they can continue their plush lifestyle and, and try to in some way intimidate you into believing that they control you or own you when they don't at all. Never have. OK, so you need to understand that and you need to see that 
and realize that all of this is happening not because anybody had to go to war, anybody had to overthrow a government, although there was a couple of those that did happen. Uh, and there still may be a few more that that does happen too, but it was done peacefully. Nobody has done, the only people who did anything violent was the uh, people in Iceland, because once they overthrew their government two years ago, they killed everybody that was in charge of the government for the atrocities, right? Or at least a few people. Um, right? Yeah. So, you know, I said, uh, I said kudos, oh, Marcus, uh, to, to the Canadians, because you guys, you guys don't get mad easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? As a nation, Canada does not get mad easy. It takes a lot. They have a lot of patience uh, and they're very peaceful people up there, you guys. And I've never met anybody from Canada that I, that I felt was a warmongering warlike people. That's more uh, U.S. and Germany and England and and uh, Italy, uh, Spain, kind of Western European attitude to have, Roman attitude to have, right? So, um, so kudos to you guys for getting pissed off enough to go screw this. We're protesting. That's badass. Uh, and you know that's happening around the world. So those of you who are still under a lockdown, just know that soon they won't be able to stop. So they're either going to continue. Uh, or they won't be able to stop the, the change is my point. So either they'll double down, triple down, they'll try to turn you quickly into a communist country because that was their plan to begin with, or they'll uh, let loose the, the reins. And it's all going to be determined by what you stand for. If you allow it to happen, it'll happen. If you don't allow it to happen and you say no, what are you going to do? Are they going to round up everybody and kill everybody? That would get them overthrown by another government. Because if they did that in a country, somebody from that country is going to call, say, America and say, help us. Our government's mass murdering our people. And then they're going to take it to the world court. And the world court's going to order them to stop. And they say, you know, that government's going to be overthrown. So if you make a stink, uh, then they have to stop. So go outside your government. Start communicating with the world governments. Start communicating with NATO and, uh, and the World Health Organization. Uh, but that's, you know, those guys there in the, and the, that sort of governments are tyrannical already as it is and controlled by the Chinese government uh, mostly. But you can find some peace, peaceful countries that will come to your aid. Look what Ukraine is saying. Help us and America's coming to their aid. We don't have a lot of troops there yet. But, it, you know, if, you know, if Russia invades, there's, they don't want to do that. It's going to be their Vietnam. And, and worse, they're going to go to war with America. Okay. And I don't know anybody who actually wants to go to war with America. When America decides to go to war with people, they don't lose. Right? The only time they ever pulled out of somewhere with their pants down was when they got when they were fighting against the, the Chinese in Korea. Right? Not the Koreans, but the Chinese. When the Chinese invaded from the north, and that's when North Korea became North Korea. Uh, and, you know, and then Vietnam, because they, they were smarter than the Americans, and the Americans were stupid and fighting a war in a way that they couldn't win against a, a, a war of attrition. Uh, in that environment, that was that would be like us trying to now take our planes, trains, and automobiles and and demolish the Native Americans. They would dig in just the same and go hiding underground, and wait for the bombs to drop and then come right back out. That's we were fighting against people who went who went native, and we were using technology thinking we could wipe them out. And they found out that for every hundred thousand bombs they dropped, this is the math: for every one hundred thousand bombs they dropped, they killed one person during that entire time. That's what they figured the math is. So America dropped millions of bombs on on and killed maybe 10,000 people with dropping a million bombs. I mean, that is insane. If you dropped a million bombs on the United States, there'd be nobody left alive. Do you understand? So good to, good for Canada for doing that. 
So this whole thing is is winding down now. And if it hasn't started in your neighborhood, wherever you're hearing my voice around the world, started in your neighborhood, because whatever your government's telling you is a lie. Okay. So you guys need to know that. Whatever your government's telling you about this thing. Peter, welcome, brother. Even Ireland is opening up before America officially is doing it, right? Ireland's opening up too. Uh, no more mandates. So the Europe is smarter and ahead of America most of the time anyways. And that's because the people here are older and stupider than the ones running. Uh, at least the ones that are running Europe are a few, you know, 10 to 20 years younger than the than the 90 and 80-year-olds that are running America. America's probably got the oldest leadership on the face of the earth, maybe Japan, but America's pretty, pretty old. Those people all need to retire. About half of them need to go away. They're far too old to be there. I wouldn't have my mother uh, right now trying to make those decisions. And she's only 77, going to be 78. And uh, she, there's, there's no way I would have her running things. So some of these people that are doing it, they're all dementing. And you can tell that by the way that they're ruling, right? I mean, look at, look at Sippy Cup Joe making these comments about reporters cussing them out, calling them dumb sons of bitches. Right? Who does that? My microphone was on a second ago. Now I don't remember that it was on. Oh, I was only kidding. Do you know what anyone ever says that to you in your life? Has any of you ever believed anyone who has ever said that to you? After they've said something hideous to you? Or did something to you? And then they went, I was only joking. Right? That's a, that's a lie that a child tries to tell their parents. Because they think they can get away with it. I was just kidding. It was I didn't mean it. What, you fucking said it. Come on. We have to teach our children that, but they grow up. If no one teaches them that, they grow up. And then they are on a hot mic where the guy's walking away going, that guy's a stupid son of a bitch. And then, and then people did, did you hear what he said? And then when that was played out for the world, they have a whole staff running out to the microphones. He was kidding. It was just a joke. He was just, you know, he was just a, he's an old guy. And he they can't say that. They can't say he's an old dementing guy, right? So they're like, he was kidding. It's just, oh, it's the way he is. You know, he says stupid things sometimes. That's what we're supposed to believe, that he's that guy that just says, he was kidding. He said, I'm going to fucking murder your wife. He was kidding. Huh. I'm going to nuke your fucking country. Hey, 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 he was joking. He was joking. So when he was called up the, the uh, government of Ukraine and said, hey, um, I'm not giving you the... $30 million or whatever the number was, $100 million that America has promised you, uh, unless you unless you fire this investigator who's about to investigate the company that my son is on the board of directors of, right? That's called the quid pro quo. Became the greatest uh, word in the, in the, on Google, the greatest lookup on Google for six months, because that's all they talked about until people like me leaked the fact that we have the video footage of him actually saying that on microphone, being proud and bragging about a quid pro quo. Then they quickly changed the narrative, who, uh, how they were going after the orange man that was no longer the quid, the pro and the quo, because they, in fact, had one on the guy who was trying to run, in fact, who became president, proven a real quid pro quo. So was he kidding then, too, when he said that, right? Is that, the, is that his, uh, his way out of that? Ah, he was joking when he said that. He didn't mean that, really, right? He didn't mean that. He was just popped out. That's called Tourette's. That's called Tourette's when you go, fuck, ass, for no reason, right? That's called Tourette's. So does he have Tourette's now? Oh, wait, no, that's a mental deficiency, too. He can't, no, no, he doesn't have that. He just has a weird sense of humor, that's all. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, and yet they bash Trump, right? Unreal. Agreed. That's my point, right? 
Tony says, "Ooh, I'm late today, but I'm here. Welcome." Oh, that's okay. You know, I I'm not doing any specific like, you know, I was doing the law of one for two years, 10 months. And then I did the, the, uh, alien interview for 23 weeks, uh, 24, if you count a week that I took off there. Um, right. But th this week I haven't started a new project. So I'm just here talking about the news, what's going on because there's so much going on about these lockdowns being ended in places around the world. Those of you who are in places and may not have that information readily, uh, available to you, not that you guys are tuning in from to me for your news, but I know that a lot of people do because I say these things and I get, you know, and I get them on the MP3 file. I can't post to YouTube right now because I'm in jail for the second time. I believe they're putting me through the process to delete my account. Um, so I can't post anything on there. I can go on there and, and see stuff and read stuff, but I can't make comments and I can't go live stream. So until that, until that's over, we'll see if they, uh, uh, hit me. They they did the same thing to Dan Bongino. I talked about it before, uh, and I didn't know that until I saw him talking about it last night. And he they went back in his archives and and handpicked things where they could you, they changed their uh, their uh, um, rules of what you can and can't say and when you can and can't say it. And then they, then they go back and they find shit that you said two years ago and go, that's against our current rules. You're out of here. Uh, so that's how they're doing it to to anybody who's not towing their party line. Um, that's what they're doing. And it's okay because I'm on Rumble. I'm on all these other places they can't touch. They have no reach. And their reach will only last as long as the political persuasion stays exactly the way it is in the United States of America right now anyways. So coming up in October when that changes, Google, you're in trouble. Facebook, you're in trouble. Amazon, you're in trouble. Let's just start with those three and work our way down. Okay, know this, know that as soon as the House and the Senate change, the laws will change and you guys are going to be in some serious trouble, if not broken into four or five smaller companies. And even then you're going to have regulations on you, the likes of which God has never seen. Know this. And there's nothing you can do about it with all the money that you have in the world, because your last ditch effort to take over the world ended before it began. And it was over before it began. And those of us here know that and have been saying that from the beginning. It's just a matter of convincing enough people that we were right about this. And that has happened. So your time is numbered. Your days are numbered. And you only have about six to eight months left, maybe nine or ten before you're completely gone. OK, uh, in the United States anyway. Those of you of the rest of the world, you guys got to follow. You got to fight. You got to do what we're doing. You got to vote those people out who voted you into a lockdown and you need to vote in uh, someone else and you need to hold those people responsible for the atrocities at the very least that were committed against the children of the world during this event when it was unnecessary torture that they have been put into the in and has damaged the entire species of this world for a short period of time and who knows what the what the long-term effects of this is going to be we have no idea because we've the last time we did this people were not awake enough to understand what was happening to them when it happened back in 1902 or whenever it was here in the united states okay so they just moved on i mean after that they had a depression right and then after that a lot of people died from that which was caused from the beginning of their pandemic back then Right. Where they attempted to take over the world then. But the people were more resilient and resisted faster than this time. So they'll do it again. Know this. Remember this. And we must remember this because they will attempt this another time. I'm hearing that it'll be in 2030. 
Okay. So they're going to do it again. I'm thinking 2032 because that's also supposed to be when uh, when the uh, meteor, I think it's Tiamat, the big meteor is supposed to uh, come close and possibly, you know, give us a near miss uh, or hit the earth or some other crazy shit, depending on what, uh, you know, what you listen to as far as uh, prophecy. Right. So I'm pretty sure that 2020 or 2030, uh, between there and 2033, you're going to have uh, another attempt of social takeover of the world. So know that those of you who will still be alive then, I'm hoping to still be alive then. It's only uh, eight years away, so I'm hoping to still be alive. But don't forget about it. People like me won't let you forget about it because, uh, you know, we were the ones that were warning you that this was just like the Nazi Germany takeover, only it was global. It was a global effort all at once. And you have to understand that the only way that this happened, the way that it happened was that the governments all decided to go along with it from the beginning. Do you understand that? They made it look like it was out of desperation, but they all did the exact same thing. When was the last time that every single government acted in unison because of any event on this earth that you can remember? Not opposed to anything unison everybody believed uh, even the people who hated the united states did the exact same thing that the people in the united states did no variance no we're going to do it our way except for those people who defied we're going to do it our way we're not doing it those were the only people who didn't do it exactly the same way think about that that's a very important thing to think about they all did the same mandates the same way. England didn't come up with a different way of doing it. They have their emergency system over there as 999. America has our emergency system, but it's different. It's 911. Why? Does it matter? Right? We were already using like 800 numbers. Maybe I think they were already using the 999 for the porn. So they didn't, they couldn't do that. So they did 911. So there was a reason for it, but they changed it. Right? So just like the, the, when we steal their uh, England's uh, talk shows, and comedy shows, they changed the name of it, changed the dynamic. So it's a little bit different. Nothing was different. They all did the same lockdowns the same way. The only difference is how far they went as far as mandating uh, to, uh, to push their peoples. America, you couldn't push people into, into concentration camps as readily. And in Germany, you weren't going to do it either. And, and in Europe. Okay, so they had to go to places where they could get those people convinced enough to not fight the police, Australia being one of them. Canada being another, but they didn't go to Canada, wouldn't go for uh, for the uh, concentration camps either. But they're still trying to do the Nazi Germany papers thing. Right. With this paper passport, you got to have this paper. You have to have paper. Well, your papers are not in order. So you must stand over here. Right. Come with me, sir. We have to lock you up now. Right. Because why? Because your papers are not in order. That's what they're trying to do. They got it in some states that are locked down, that are evil dictator states that are not free. Those of you who live in those states, you need to fix that. You need to protest or that will stay that way for the rest of your existence in that in that foreign country that is not the United States of America. OK, New York and California is currently not the United States of America and a few other states. Oregon is acting the same way. Right. You got Massachusetts. You got Illinois. You got uh, Michigan. Right. And a few others. Those are those are those are not of the United States of America. Those are communist dictator regimes that are trying to enslave the population of the people more than they already have you thinking you're a slave. 
Yeah, Tony, Tony says, have you heard of SpaceX satellite from around 2017 in a, a collision path with, hold on, let me put this up on the screen, in a collision path with our moon, expected impact approximately early March. I read it's uh, interstellar, but uh, no, see, I, over here, uh, you know, I've heard someone was saying that they were going to impact the moon, but we heard they were going to, they're, they're firing, uh, they're, they're firing uh, something like that at an asteroid that's coming by. So I wouldn't doubt that they're doing it to the moon, but I don't believe that it's the moon. I think that was misinformation. However, I could, you could be right. Uh, but I do know that, that we are, there's a group here that's planning to fire a satellite into, uh, uh, into an impact, a, uh, a meteor to see if they can change what it does to its, uh, to its course, whether, you know, knowing that we could send a nuke is a test to see if we can send a nuke to blow up a, uh, you know, crash into an asteroid and change its trajectory or split it so that it doesn't crash into the world and kill us all if we have a, a global event like that. So I can see them testing it on the moon as well for people who don't know that the moon is, in fact, a space station. Uh, and if they crash one into it, the only thing it's going to do is is create that same bell ringing and piss off everybody inside when the whole place is going, boom, and continues going for however many hours that it rings for from them smashing into it. So I could, I, I, the reason I say that is because I know there's bases on the moon and I, I can't see the, I can't see the deep state allowing someone to crash into it because that's really going to disrupt their, their uh, sleeping habits for a day or two while that, while that thing's be, uh, ringing like a bell. Uh, however, it is possible that they may have, are trying to attempt that because some people don't believe that it's a military base or a, or a space station of any kind and that it's not hollow and they still can't figure out why they can only go down so far uh, into the crust and that nothing penetrates farther than that. Uh, and that's what gives light to it being a space station because it has uh, hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of impact craters on it, but none of them are deeper than a certain point. Uh, so they might be smashing in something in, into it on purpose, knowing that if it wasn't uh, solid, that it should sink past a certain point. Uh, and so they might be doing that to test that out. So I don't rule it out. It is very possible, Tony, that they could be doing that. But I do know for certain that they're firing one at, uh, at a uh, meteor coming up around that same time. So that's why I'm wondering if, um, you know, uh, maybe what I'm hearing about the meteor is the lie and they're firing it at the moon or maybe they're doing both. Right. For some other uh, reasoning. So uh, we'll see what happens. Keep it. Keep an eye on it. If you hear something or see something, let me know. We'll put it on the air. Right. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so Peter says, I'll put this up on the screen here. He says, um, whether I've uh, never seen the government in the world standing up for people of any country. No, you're right about that. <laughs> you're right about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, Tony said the same thing. He says he's answering me about the the moon, and he says also Leonard. Yeah. He said well before that. He said let's read what he said before that. Right. He says to me it seems the 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 irony of the experiment is it's is that each meteor asteroid could have an, an entirely different composition. Right. It, that's the truth. Right. And then he answered with he followed up with also. Uh, Leonard, yes, I was thinking a similar thing about the moon would possibly ring like a bell again uh, and irritate the locals, right? If I'm on the moon, man, in one of those bases and somebody hits it and all of a sudden the whole place goes and starts humming, you're going to go, Jesus Christ, when is that going to stop? <laughs> 
right? Yeah, see, Peter said the testing of bombs on the moon, right? So, yeah, that's very possible um, that they're doing that as well, right? So, they, you know, who knows? They, they can't. And that might be a thing. Maybe Peter's right, Tony, in that they're going to be testing nukes, but they know that if they do that, it's going to cause the, the, the uh, base to hum, right, to toll like a bell, and that somebody down here is going to pick up on it. So they make up this, this cover story of firing a rocket into it to see what happens and they have it simultaneous. And they can go, oh, I was just the rocket that we sent over there, and it dislodged a few things and stirred some dust up. That's all. Nothing to see here. Look over here. There's a meteor. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, Tony, I agree. Cover-up stories, man. That's why when you said that, I'm like, I hear another story over here, and you're hearing that story, and they sound like you learned them at the same time. Um, but then, you know, then we got uh, Peter and Ireland going, what well, I'm hearing, they're going to be launching, uh, you know, blowing up bombs up there and testing bombs. So, yeah, cover-up, man. <laughs> so that way, if anybody picks that up on any kind of radar or any kind of sound waves or anything, they can go, oh, yeah, we knew about that. We were We just crashed a thing. Yeah, yeah, we crashed a thing uh, on purpose. But I'll be paying attention, and everybody else should too, right? So for those of you out there who have angst, I know there's going to still be people after this whole thing blows over that are going to still be wearing masks. There were people before that were already doing that. Most of your Asians already had that fear that had been set into them coming from China, and even when they get here to America, they're wearing the splash guards and the masks. They've been doing that for years. I, I, I can't remember how far back was the first time I saw someone uh, from, uh, you know, from Asia or Southeast Asia who were here wearing masks already. So they're already accustomed to the whole put on a mask and don't catch anything from the locals. Right. <laughs> so it's just a, it's a, just been a thing here. I mean, you, you have to realize that when uh, when, you know, uh, your medical workers are wearing a mask, they're not wearing that mask because they don't want to transmit uh, something from their breath to you. They're, well, that's part of it. But they're wearing that mask so that it, you can't spray blood onto them or 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 throw up on vomit or, or sneeze on them. And that's why they have the face shields. And before then, they had goggles anyways. And then they had the whole uh, body suit on. Right. So they were already geared up for all of that. It wasn't designed you know, uh, you know, the people that are designing that stuff uh, or have to worry about transmitting viruses have a completely different environmental suit that they wear. So it's a sneeze guard, it's a splash guard. They've already been wearing those. Right. So when you're wearing that, like, here's the question, right? If the masks work, how come they're not working? If the mandates work, how come they're not working? If the self-distancing works, how come it's not working? If the if the vaccine works, how come it's not working? These are the questions that nobody will answer in any government. If all of what you say works, how come it's not? Now you got to get another shot. Now, how come that's not working? If you say that works, well, you got to get a booster. Then you're getting a booster and it's still not working. What now? Do you understand? So this has never worked. The masks have never worked. The shots have never worked. The self-distancing has never worked. You can't stop nature. Do you understand? So the best thing we could have done was allowed this thing to run its course from the beginning. They did that with the with the uh, um, the swine flu and the and the other one, the H1N1 and the and the second one. They didn't do anything. They didn't freak out. They wanted to see how quickly they would spread and how far and how wide. It was a test. Those were set test subjects. Then they upped the deadliness of the virus and let that loose. Okay. 
And then that one wasn't as deadly as they told you it was, but they got everybody afraid because there was a, they counted everything as that. And they've walked that back now. They, in, in 2021, I remember them doing the same thing. And when everybody reported that the CDC did that, they retracted that off of their website and claimed they didn't. And now they did the exact same thing they did a year ago at the exact same time. And a year ago, they said, no, 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 we never said that. But now they actually said everything that everyone claimed they said a year ago. So I read the document back then. It was leaked back then. I don't know that I have a copy of it. I think it's on one of my uh, shows in the archives. If I can ever find that, I'll play it for you guys because it's no longer on the CDC website. It's been removed. But it was the same exact storyline that they just transferred and updated and said, yeah, we kind of overlooked that. We looked back at everything that was going on. And we, we want to say that officially that, uh, you know, out of the uh, almost 900,000 deaths from COVID that we have listed from COVID, that the truth is probably only 50,000 people died because they had COVID. Everyone else died the same way they would if they caught any other flu bug because of the comorbidities that they already had and that they ended up uh, getting worse because of having COVID. And then they get around that by saying, we never actually said they died, be, that it was COVID was the cause. See, they started updating all their shit and saying COVID related. So legally, they didn't do anything wrong, but they let you believe that it wasn't. They counted those numbers as a COVID death. And they told you on the news day in and day out, 24 hours a day around the world, around the clock, with the clocks ticking and the, and the numbers going up and up and up and up and up. And they never stopped counting it. Every other disease or especially flus and viruses have a season. It's the cold time of the year in whatever country you're in. We all know that. You're more susceptible because it's cold, it's rainy, it's wet, snowy, whatever. Your immune system is, is being beaten down from the environment as well as what you have going on. So every little cold that you get or flu bug is exacerbated and they survive and strive in, the, in that areas. When it becomes summertime, the numbers get so small that the CDC in every country, so whatever your version of it is, stops counting the flus. That's why you have flu season. They only count during the season that is flu. Right. And that's roughly from about October in America, the north, the northern hemisphere of the planet, from October to uh, February and then going into March. And by that time, you're moving into spring. Or you're already, depending on how far south you are, towards the equator. And it's the exact opposite in uh, uh, down in the southern uh, hemisphere. Right. And, you know, and that's funny, too, because uh, uh, everybody in the southern hemisphere called that the north. Uh, and everybody in the Northern Hemisphere called this the North, and it wasn't until the Europeans decided because they were uppity. They lived in the North, so that was the North. Uh, and then the, the whole globe had to, to uh, and they, and, you know, had to comply with that. And, and of course, because they took over the known world, they were able to change that so that um, that what we call the North Pole is North polarization. We don't know if it really is. It could be the Southern polarization of our planet, not the Northern uh, polarization. But I, but I believe it's the positive because that's where the energy is coming out of. So I think they got that right, but don't quote me because I think it's coming out of both ends. Uh, it would be it would be weird if it wasn't because of uh, sacred geometry, because you have you have energy going in and coming out in in all directions you know, from from top, you know top to bottom. So you have to realize that, right? So it's different than you would think. The the energy is not just coming out of the top and the bottom. It's also encompassing and going around, and some of it is short being shorted out. Has to be right shorting out from the sides and getting caught up in the stream as well and going up and around and down and back and all that. 
I don't want to get into that because that'd take me an hour and a half just to explain that to you if you don't already understand it. <laughs> right. Right. And then in 2000, Peter says in 2000, we had mad cow disease, right? Let's put that up on the screen, right? Uh, mad cow disease, the, the uh, front mouth uh, that was the global disaster transferring from cows. It was going to wipe out the humans, but it, it, nothing ever happened, did it? Yeah, right. So they so they're always trying to drum up a fear of something, right? And they, they do that. There'll be another one the next month. You know, you know, next week they're already talking about a new variant. But you need to understand that, like I said earlier, man, never, ever, 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 ever in the history of physics, in the history of 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 science, in the history of the entire uh, universe, has any any virus gotten stronger, not weaker, never. Not unless it's been tinkered with by humans or tinkered with by uh, uh, someone who is in this third dimensional or, or a, you know, a soul, <laughs> an evil one tinkering with shit to make it stronger. OK, they only get weaker. They start out the way they pop off and sometimes they're deadly. Look at the bubonic plague. But we have our, our reservations that even back then that was a pandemic, Right. Um, we don't know if they're, if we're smart enough to do it now, we're smart enough to do it at any time. Did we have the technology? We've been using chemical and biological warfare forever. Even in this country, we purposely gave smallpox to the native, native Americans because they didn't have any immunities to it. And the government was trying to eradicate that race. The American government, the Canadian government, has spent the last 250 years eradicating that human race, that DNA. Trying to, at least. We all know that. Some of us have some of that DNA in us because they survived. Right? Omar, if he's still here, he was, you know, he's half indigenous. I'm only 5%. Right? He's half indigenous. Half aborigine. American, North American Aborigine. We call them Indians over here, right? Not from India Indians, but the other kind of Indians. <laughs> so luckily they've, they've made it. I'm proud to say I have a little bit of native DNA in my system. I'm proud to say that. That's a, that's a, there were very wise people like the, the, the all ancient peoples who, who mostly, uh, who are not, you know, completely ignorant to the world. Uh, that are in tune with the world become, uh, you know, very much so. And, they, you know, we're finding that that thought process and way of life, look at the Aborigines in Australia. Those people are brilliant, right? They have knowledge that goes back, you know, they say this is our seventh cycle. We don't have that much history. I just found a Bible that I'm currently studying. That's the the Colburn Bible from Scotland. And it has, and it dates back to, to 1300 BCE, the Exodus from Egypt. The first six books in this Bible were written by a scribe who left Egypt. He wrote these, these things down or brought the scrolls with him, and they ended up in Scotland. And the Scottish, the Celts, took their ancient creation story and added that to the last, uh, uh, or the first seven books. So 8 through 12 uh, is their creation stories, which I, I'm studying now. and They're very similar to all the other creation stories, the Viking creation story, the Mesopotamian creation story, the Roman, the Egyptian, uh, you know, all the books of the uh, of the Middle East that were in the uh, the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, all of those, the the Hermetica, they're all, all it's almost identical to that. So I'm studying that 
and translating that uh, or not translating it. It's 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 I'm reading it in English or listening to it audiobook, um, but I'm translating the the you know the content from the parable that they the way they tell it and the parable that they use <clears throat> because they use the gods that were their gods at their at that particular. Uh, time in their history and, and those are and you know the gods are all invented by locals the names right but the but the positions and and the uh the uh actual events are all the same very similar very very similar so i'm studying that to see how similar the, those are but uh, the information that comes from uh those scrolls is older than most of the information except for maybe the uh the hermetica uh, or the mesopotamian uh uh gospel um, those that one's the oldest. I think the Mesopotamian one is the oldest, but all of them are identical to that. Almost 100 plant, you know, except for I said before, except for the dichotomy between the male and female energies, God, Goddess, or uh, just a monotheistic goddess or a monotheistic god, um, right? Uh, that that changes the dynamic of the top uh, three tiers uh, of the of the uh, um, of the structure that is the Godhead, as as it were the the creation, uh, creator, mother, father, God, son, the Trinity, all of that. Yeah, and I see, I think it's similar to that, Peter. Peter said the book of Kells was written in 880 AD. Um, and he said the book of Kells is one of the oldest Bibles in the planet. That might be the Colburn Bible. I'm going to look into it. I think the book of Kells is what they added to the last part, but I'm going to look up the Book of Kells and see and see if it's different. But they, but they, but that is around the same time. It was 1300 uh, uh, when the when the scrolls, the first part of it came from 1300, uh, and then the Celts added the last parts of the book, and that might be the Book of Kells. So I'm going to look that up and see if it is similar or if it's uh, in fact something different. I'll let you know, Peter, on, on that. I'll compare the two, okay? Uh, and we'll find out because the yeah, yeah, by the Gnostics, by the digital. The, the digital people of the Ireland and the Celts. Yes. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that, that name of what they were called, the people that were there in Ireland when the second invasion came uh, and they had to fight that robot and, and uh, kill those people. I forgot what they called them. Uh, and I couldn't say the word when I read it in the uh, gods of Ireland as it was anyways. Uh, so maybe you remember that Peter, when the second wave of the Irish coming across and settling Ireland, um, yeah, it's the same book by the Celts. Okay, so I believe that that's what's added to the Colburn Bible then is the Book of Celts at the end of it. So so you have the scrolls they got from uh, from 1300 BCE and then the scrolls that they compiled in 880 and they put them together uh, and married them to this Bible because they were both basically telling the same story. And so they were showing the world that what we tell is what the Egyptians believed, which is the, the Hebrews, which is the, the religions that were spawned from Moses, because the, these came with Moses in the Exodus, right? And so the Celts, the Celts were showing that, look, this is our ancient uh, writings, and, and here's the ones from Egypt, and they're identical. And that was what the whole purpose is. When you read it, you see that. You read that, and it becomes very evident that they're telling the same creation story, right? Um, so the, so I believe that that's what that is, Peter. I think you're right. So the Gnostics, uh, um, did that right. When they, when they found the scrolls and they had the other scrolls, they put them together and said, look, uh, and that was one of the Bibles that they took to the council of Nicaea, uh, where they took that shit apart and pulled out what they didn't want and put all the other stuff back into the old Testament. And that Bible is some of the parts of it are in the uh, old Testament. 
right? And I believe because the the uh, but they tell it different. The way the Old Testament is told is rewritten uh, again at that time for the Hebrews by the Hebrews, right? So that so that was invented, um, you know, right around whenever the Hebrews uh, started up. So it was before that. So this is descendants, right? Because the Hebrews ended up uh, in mostly all of them were in Egypt working under contract. They weren't slaves. They were working under contract, uh, but they wanted to get out of the contract because they were being treated like slaves. So that's how they that's the basically the pharaohs saw them as slaves and the and they've duped the people into thinking that they were not when they were treating them as that. So that's why Moses uh, freed them. Why God freed them. And um, these stories came with them. Uh, but the stories still remained in these other countries at the time. So once the stories came out of Egypt and got back to the world, that was when people were comparing them to their stories that they had. And that's when they found out how, how similar they were. And so they would marry this stuff together and try to show it to the people uh, that the way we, our way of thinking was the right way. Cause this was the way that came out with the Exodus came with the Jews telling us about what happened. Uh, but in there, the, there's uh, parts in there that we don't have the readily available uh, in history, but we know about it in history and they tell about it. So the, so they know of a, of another death of the earth uh, before the deluge. <clears throat> and they tell about that. That's in that uh, in that uh, book of Kells and, and the the um, uh, that Bible, the Colburn Bible. Uh, and that's the scrolls that came out of Egypt. So they knew and lost that information or omitted it at some point, And everybody kept the flood in and all of the traditions after that. But they didn't have that one. Now, the Aborigines in Australia, um, they can tell you of even further back. Right. So that's important to learn as well, because they know of the stories that happened before that. But the, but the people we know about the, the other destruction of the earth that they were talking about, there's one of two, which there's actually a third one, uh, but they only talk about a second one. And that one said they talk about a monster uh, that's fighting in the sky with another monster. And I believe that was a meteor or it might be Muldek being blown up. Do you understand? Do you see? So uh, I'm not sure what I haven't. I haven't. I'm going to keep continuing to to look into that more to find out what their timeline is. But either way, uh, it's either a natural event like a meteor that struck the Earth, which we know happened, um, right? The Younger Dryas. We have that uh, in, here. So that might be the story of that. Uh, and, but if it's not that particular story, then it then it would be uh, one of the super volcanoes that erupted. But I believe it was the Younger Dryas uh, impact that they're talking about in that scroll. So they have memory in 1300 BCE written down, right? I hate to use the word BCE, but I mean politically correct because I am, you know, I am a, a Christian and we like the BC, right? But we'll give the BCE to not offend uh, someone who's of another uh, thought process, right? So when we say BCE, it's before common era and not before Christ, Right. But then you say they still say A.D. It's funny how they allow that A.D. to be there, not knowing it means Anno Domini, which means which is Latin for in the year of our Lord, which is hilarious. Right. They should they should be saying after common area or common area. They should you know, they should be saying C.E. Some places do that. They don't say A.D. They say C.E. Common era. Right. And but but when we say common era, that doesn't tell us what era we're in or the common era is everything after year one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess it could be. We just say common era, right? And that's what other people say. But anyways, I still say Anno Domini. So there, there's information that's going back again that is uh, telling us the same story. So I know I went from from politics to spirituality, but 
Um, that's kind of where we need to be going now more than ever before. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah, right. No, that is a, an amazing book, right? It's, it's not really, uh, it's not really long when they say books, it's really chapters, but they say books. That's just like the, the, you know, the new Testament, you know, I have a copy of one right here. And I mean, that is thick. <laughs> this actually is both. This is the new Testament and the old Testament. Yeah, it is. This is because this is the, you know, the, the uh, priest's edition of, of, or the pastor's edition that has all the, has all the crib notes on the side that tell you all the facts. That if somebody asks you questions about a sermon, <clears throat> when you're giving that sermon and you're reading from the scripture, and then it has all the, all the corroboration facts uh, on the side to whatever's being told there. And sometimes other places where, uh, where similar thing was said by Jesus or God or somebody. Well, he also said in Deuteronomy, and you can read it, <clears throat> that kind of stuff that makes priests and, and pastors look smart when they don't necessarily, when everybody thinks they have the whole Bible memorized, <laughs> and, and we don't. We do memorize a lot of pa- passages that, are, uh, that we like. Uh, and that catch our attention or that we use often. So we, those, and then we go through and pick stuff out to, you know, uh, to mean things. And there's an app for that too. And a, and a, a book for that too, where you can thumb through it alphabetically. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, so it's not real. I mean, like the, the, the audio book, Tony, the, uh, for the Colburn Bible is only an hour and 33 minutes long. And it's somebody speaking about as fast as I'm talking now. Uh, you know, and the only time they pause is to say, you know, um, chapter two, <laughs> right? Uh, but it's a, an amazing amount of information. I mean, could you imagine how much information that I throw at you? I've been going for an hour and a half right now, or hour 26 minutes, you know, and think about the, and I haven't stopped to even say chapter two, <laughs> right? So there's a lot of, a lot, ton of information. Uh, and hopefully, you, you know, if you can understand that stuff, because everything is a parable. So it's hard to, for some people to understand the to translate a parable from uh, a time that was written, you know, uh, three thousand years ago and what it meant then, and then translate it into what that means now. So that's kind of hard to do. There's not a lot of people on the planet that can do that, and those of us who can just barely start to do that try to do it, <laughs> right? Um, but when I see the similarities, I'm a really good code breaker, right? Uh, I, I'm, I've always found these those things in stuff. The government wanted me to work for them because of that, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, right? I, thank you, right? Thank you, Denise, right? She said, I could watch you all night. I love when you're on. Uh, I, you know, if I could, I'd be on more than I am. Uh, I just uh, have to take care of my mother, so I can't. I used to in the beginning when she was not so uh, needy. Um, you know, she was, she's getting worse as she gets older cause she's older and she has dementia. So I can't leave her for really, really too long without overseeing and checking on her and see how she's doing. So I'm, I'm only on the air like once or twice a week. Um, you know, but back in the day when I first started, when, uh, she didn't need me in any way, I was on the air like five days a week, right? I was on the air just about almost every day. Uh, so I apologize for those of you who like listening to me talk. Uh, that I can't be on as often as I would like. I would like to be able to be on every day and do an hour or two every day. But when I get on here, I end up interacting with you guys, and then I end up talking longer than I anticipated, which is okay because it's, it's productive, right? So I will continue doing what I'm doing, uh, which is what I have been doing, right? Uh, oh, he was talking about the Book of Kells. Now I understand what you're saying. I, I apologize for that. No, Peter was talking about the Book of Kells, right? Yeah, and he was answering that. It's a big book. Yeah, the Book of Kells is huge. 
that one is huge because it's got they, what they did was they're compiling stuff from all these uh you know everything and and I have to read that too. I have to go down that road and and read that right. So you know the book of tells Kells is so big it will take a hundred years for a man to uh, to read uh, to read it because uh, it's so big reading it from cover to cover, right? Um, so yeah, um, so that's one that takes a long time because it is it is a compilation of so many stories. And um, for I don't know what it is about the Celts uh, that this world hates, <laughs> right? I don't know what that is. Uh, the Celts um, effectively are are to the mind of the people what the Hebrews want everybody to think, right? That you know, uh, or, or the the same thing that everyone tries to think about the Jews, right? The the two most beaten down races not i can't say necessarily i think it's everybody really across the board but there's some that these elites like to beat down more than others right the natives the the uh jews and the celts right and and then of course the blacks right so any race that's not what they consider elite and what they consider elite is just their european uh elite families that are that are northern european families and Eastern European families, but not Southwestern European, although the, the English got involved in that. So they stole that, but that only happened after they bred with the uh, Vikings. They don't want you to know that, right? Uh, the, but they do want you to know that, but they don't want you to know that before that they were peasants. That's, that's what you don't realize, right? So the Queen of England right now claims that her DNA is linked back to Thor, son of Odin. Okay. That's what the that's the claim they've made. So they 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 believe that Thor, son of Odin's direct bloodline, came down from northern Europe and settled in England. Well, that happened when the Vikings took all of England except for one province. They owned it. They occupied it. That occupation started with Ragnar Northbrook and his family and continued until uh, and they owned all of uh, England except for I think that's Middlesex, below Wessex. It was in the southwest, the southwest state. And I forget which one it is. The English made a, a, a TV series about it uh, because Vikings was so popular. They gave they they did their version of it, and it started with and they called it the Last Kingdom. I think is what they called it, uh, and that was the war that started where the English took back all of its. Uh, all of its land from the Vikings. And that was when they bred with the Vikings and that's how they got their Royal bloodlines to this day. Middlesex. I was right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Tony says, wow, Middlesex. Yeah. Is where I'm from. So it was Middlesex. That was the only free state that was not occupied by the Vikings. And the Vikings were just interbreeding with all the people that were there because they weren't turning everybody into slaves. They were just living there and, and growing food and crops and, and then raiding other places, just doing what they normally did back in Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, and all that. They weren't just these crazy, uh, ruthless marauders who murdered and raped everyone. It's not what they did that when they were having fun. Of course, all armies do that. Right. If you don't believe me, watch the movie Platoon and you'll see that American troops were shown because this movie was written by a man who was in Vietnam about being in Vietnam. And the sergeants had to stop the soldiers from raping little girls and women over in Vietnam. Americans. 
So even the Americans are doing it. Everyone does that. The Japanese, when they were uh, when they were brutalizing China, mainland China, this is why the Chinese hate the Japanese, by the way. Um, the Japanese had a saying where they would laugh and say they were going to go do their laundry. That meant they were going to go over and uh, kidnap, rape, and kill a Chinese girl, right? Or at the very least, just rape a Chinese girl. And that's what they, they said. They're, I'm going to go do my laundry, and that's and that was like what the men did. Right. So they brutalized this nation and now that nation hates them and wants to kill them off and brutalize them and, and occupy them. I can see that they're enemies for thousands of years. Right. So it's the thing that they do. Right. People do that. And then they show up and pretend they're gods. They get off the ship like, you know, like what's his name? Hand. Right. Cortez, all these people, they, they show up and people go, you gods. Yeah. Give us your women. Right. And then they have sex with all their women. Look at the they did that. You know, there was a. What was that movie where they did that over in Hawaii? Uh, and and uh, uh, they did a whole movie about it. And it wasn't just Hawaii, but it was it was spawned from that, from the guys that were there. And I forgot the movie now what it was. I'll think of it in a minute. And um, some of their people moved to an island in, their, in that guy's bloodline. His descendants or, or their descendants are still living on that island today. They were uh, Americans and English and stuff like that that went back on a sailing yacht way back in the 1700s or something or before that. Anyways. So there's a movie about it. It's a true story. And the, and the, I watched a documentary about it and their, their DNA is still there. So in good times and bad times, there's that's going on. Look at when aliens got down here to earth, right? What was the first thing they say? The gods came down and had sex with our women. They weren't gods. They were dudes in spaceships. They were dudes in sailing craft that sailed the, uh, the, the, uh, instead of the seven seas, it sailed the oceans of the, of the galaxy and they came to earth and went, Ooh, look at these hot women. And they had sex with the women here. So that, that's normal for obviously for a third dimensional uh, doer doing a place. The third dimension is the place of doing, right? That's what this is. The third dimension. And this is the third density. It's a place of doing the, the yellow ray chakra is the chakra of I do. Do you understand that? That's why everything here is I do. Do you take this person to be your lawfully wedded wife and spend the rest of your life with? I do. I'm making a bond with this person to to live with them for the rest of my life, hopefully, right? Until death do us part. What do you do for a living? I do this. It's the place of doing. I have things to do. I have chores to do. I have something to do. I have nothing to do. I'm always doing something. That's because you're in a place of doing. That's what this place is. You do things here. And what do you get when you do things? You learn and adapt by doing things, reading. Right. Thinking, doing. Do you understand? So. So, you know, everybody brutalizes everybody and, and we all just need to stop doing all of that. That's what we're trying to teach ourselves here. That's part of becoming the adult. That's part of your uh, um, freedom is to become less bellicose, less violent and become more passive. Right. People see passiveness as a weakness. Evil sees passiveness as a weakness. They're the only ones who do. Everyone else sees it as love. Do you understand? Yeah. Tony says, human being always doing. Yeah. Well, the human part is the doing part. The being part is the learning from the doing. That's the separation. Do you understand? That's when, when you separate that knowledge and your understanding from the doing, that's separating your consciousness from the thinking mind and the pain body. 
you understand? So when you're a human being, you're not human doing. When you're not being, you're doing. So if you're not being and you have to be, you have to do to be, but you have to be to do. That's the yin and the yang. That's the that's the the cycle. The only way that you can become is you have to do something to become. You have to learn. You have to learn. You have to look within yourself. You have to do to be. You can't be without doing, but you can't do without being because you have to know that you need to do something. So you're being and thinking then. So I have to go and do this. We do things without thinking, right? Because they become routine. But that's, we're still thinking about it in some place in our head to do it, right? You're not literally saying to yourself, breathe in, breathe out, heart pump, heart let go, right? You're not, you don't have to think those thoughts. You have this, this avatar that will do it for you. Just like if you're playing an electric guitar and you can step on a pedal and you can and you can hit a loop, you can play a lick once, step on a pedal and have that uh, keep playing as the rhythm while you play a solo. Do you see? Well, our brains do that for this body. But the problem with that is if everything becomes a routine, that pain body takes control of that and does it for you automatically. And then bad habits form because of that, because you allow something that is bad for you to become a habit, and then it is a routine, and you're not realizing that you're hurting yourself every time you're doing that. So that happens in everything, in all aspects of our life, whether we eat the wrong foods, or we think the wrong thoughts, or we say the wrong things, or we don't say the right things, or you know, uh, all these all these things that we do and say. I was just talking to my sister about that, about being more positive. See, you have to be more positive to become positive because the negative is being thrown at you all the time because there's beings out there who want you to stay negative. So the negative is being thrown at you from every direction. And so for us, it becomes bombarding. And if it becomes bombarding, then it starts to get into what they want is the long-term memory of the pain body, which then continues the cycle automatically. Do you see? And that's the, that's the getting into your, uh, your mind through osmosis. That's what they're doing in the, in the matrix is they're bombarding you with all negative energy to lower your energy to that state. And when you stay in that state, your body will automatically do what it's told to do over and over and over again. So when someone says, hate this person, hate this person, hate this person, hate this person, hate, hate that guy, hate that guy, hate that guy, then you're going to go, I hate that guy. Unless you are thinking in there and you go, wow, these people are trying to convince me to hate that guy. Why? Now you're being. You're alive in the moment and you're paying attention and thinking for yourself. You're not allowing the body, the pain body or the mind or the ego to continue the repetition. Do you understand? I know it's a parable. That's a parable from the story I always tell, right? So I'm reading what Peter had to had to say in the, he's got a long paragraph to say in there. So let me pull it up on the screen. And it looks like a little bit came through a little off because it says, uh, to the cell, we devils, right? And so I think he was saying that the, the, the call Right. We devils lettuce. It's because Jesus used to use it as a medical. Oh, weed. He's talking about pot is called devil's lettuce. It was called devil's lettuce. I understand what you're saying, Peter. 
Uh, it was called devil's lettuce because Jesus used to use it as medicine. And that's how the corrupted, uh, the world, the same, the devil, the lettuce, because they didn't want the world to understand what weed is, right? Uh, and they put Mr. Killing Plant. So, yeah, so what they did was, they, that's why they told everybody that, that pot was bad because of the medicinal purposes that it had and what it did psychologically if you smoke it. Those of you out there who smoke pot, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those of you who never smoked pot in your life, you think that there's something wrong with people who smoke it because that's what they've told you. That's what Peter's saying. Right? So, and yeah, I know, fascinating yin-yang example, Tony, everything is that. And, and when you understand that, the dichotomy, the struggle between good and evil is not a struggle between uh, opposing forces that are trying to destroy each other. It's the same dichotomy that Batman and the Joker had. The Joker talked about that in the latest movie with Heath Ledger playing the Joker. God rest his soul. It was a great. I don't think anybody's going to be able to play the Joker as well. But then again, they said that about, you know, uh, when Nicholson played it. <laughs> uh, but that whole movie storyline was the yin and the yang. It, yin and yang. it was. And he said that to to uh batman and you can watch that i have i put that video i made a video of that and i and i have it up uh somewhere in one of my archives uh where i where i uh show that and it, it's the beginning of it um and and when they when he meets batman he realizes batman is the other side of him batman is the is the white knight they even say that in the movie so he's the whiteness uh and and then you have the dark the darkness and then you have that little piece of of the darkness in Batman, but he won't kill. But he's got this, he's called the Dark Knight for a reason. But he's the White Knight. Do you understand? And then the Joker has a little bit of good in him. Right? So he won't kill Batman. And when he says that, he says, I don't want to kill you. You complete me. They are the yin and the yang. That was the dichotomy between good and evil that is being played out in the universe. It's being shown you in that in the in that movie, and especially the ending scene where they were fighting in the in the uh, building that was under construction, over trying to blow up the ships that were in the 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 boats, the ferries, uh, in the water. And uh, then he was betting uh, that one would blow up the other to save their lives. And Batman was betting that they would, even if they were convicted criminals, they were still human and they wouldn't kill innocent people because it was in their heart. That was, that's the story. That's the struggle. And that showed you, you had the darkness in one ferry of all the prisoners. And then you had the light of the humans. And the truth is the humans had a harder time. The civilians had a harder time convincing themselves not to kill the prisoners than the prisoners did. Do you see? They did that on purpose. So that entire scene was to show you the microcosm that is to the macrocosm. That little teeny scene was what is going on on this earth. So the yin and the yang is what's happening. And when you understand that, the state of mind that you need to rise yourself to is to be outside of this uh, avatar to the point where you understand um, the perfection of that good evil. And you understand that all evil serves good and all good serves evil and that no one is wrong and no one is bad because what they're doing is a necessity for the learning or the, for the teaching of all of us. That's your rite of passage. You become an adult when you understand and you can overcome that fear. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You have to come to that point of realization in your own spirituality that that's perfect and it's perfection and it's harmony 
and it only works within that balance and harmony. And once you understand that, then in your vibrational pattern, you are now an adult. When you truly have no fear, when people say, aren't you afraid they're going to come get you and kill you? No. No, I am not. Not in the slightest. Because I know what happens after this. I know what happens if this, if this body dies. Uh, you guys just won't see me and hear from me anymore. Right? But I'll be back. I'll come back as long as I need to until everybody uh, uh, starts to wake up. Or wakes up. So we can get out of here. Okay? And that's been hindered. That's the only reason why this, this is going on right now. So evil people tried something, but that's normal and it's supposed to happen. So what we have done is we have put ourselves into this situation and we put ourselves as far away from God as we can to the point where the Godhead thought, I need to intervene. They may never come back. And the Godhead intervened here 12 times. And the last time that intervention was we have tracked as Jesus Christ, the hero of a thousand faces, the savior over and over in history. And that's what's in all of these creation stories. Right. And, uh, and so that, so all of those stories tell that same story, <laughs> right? That we have to overcome that and shake loose the fear uh, and the anger and all those things that lead to the dark side. So that's why we put it in all of our stories. Right. Every single story has that same dichotomy. You know, the, the light and the dark in the um, Star Wars with the force. Right. That's the same uh, uh, the same story. And, and who who won out the gray, the, the combination of the two. And they showed you that with the with the Trinity in the last movie. Right. With the rise of Skywalker, there was this divergence to where the good and the evil were separated, but they were one person but they were separated into two aspects of each other. She had some darkness in her. He had some light in her and him. And eventually they merged. If you didn't know what that's what's happened, eventually they merged at the end and became the gray. And when they did that, they, sh they showed it as the feminine uh, being uplifted to the equal position of the male and kept her body, but his everything else that was his essence was her strength in her as well. Do you understand? That was what that whole movie was about. And, and what did you have that they were fighting against? You had the two of them merging, and then eventually they destroyed the uh, evil that the two of them, because when they, they became one, they took on the personification of the, of the white knight, of the savior, and now the evil was still there. That was the, her father. And so they had to defeat that to become. And that's what they did. That was the, the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. That was the, the father, mother, right? The creator, the father, mother, the Holy Spirit, the Savior. And so then to all of that together, when they got rid of that darkness, and that was the transition uh, of, of the soul into freedom from this trap of the of good versus evil. So that was literally the same storyline uh, put down in that whole entire trilogy telling the exact same story that every movie is playing, every dichotomy. You just have to see it. Those of us who watch this and understand it, we know what's being told. Most people, it's right in front of your face and you don't see it. That's why that Sufi who I tell the story, and I don't remember his name, but he was a, uh, uh, he, a uh, um, uh, I think he was a Taoist or a, or a Buddhist, and he was the, reading all the books trying to uh, be woke, wake himself up, and 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 uh, learn all this a whole life and had all these books and went to all these 
gurus and masters. And, and then when he woke up one day and realized everything that was going on around him, he grabbed all those books and put them out in the front yard and burned them all because they were useless because it's so simple when you actually see it and it comes into focus, then you see it in everything. And you understand it everywhere in the universe. It literally is telling you in your dreams. It's telling you when your heart beats. It's telling you when your brain thinks, your eyes, every time they see. It's telling you. And there's the key. There's the doors right in front of you. You just have to focus on it. And the mind and the body and the ego and these external egos that are the news agencies, the television stations, the video games and the and the uh, radio and everything else is trying to keep you from seeing that by occupying your mind on anything besides spirituality. They don't care what you occupy your mind on. They don't care how deviant it is. They don't care how holy it is. As long as you're not... Uh, uh, actually thinking about spirituality or your own spiritualism or your own reality or reality in and of itself or any of that knowledge. They can keep you away from that and, and bar you from learning spirituality. That would be their perfect world. That's what they want. Because then you just become a drone because you, you then don't know anything. So that's the way they've kept most of the people on the planet, mostly. Uh, for the for all of eternity, no schools, no learning, no uh, no education except for what they wanted to tell you, and they use the churches to do that. Uh, and uh, people started striving out on their own to learn things, and then they, you have this drive to do so. There are some people that I have that drive. I always have my entire life. I've always felt that there was something I wasn't learning from these schools and churches, and and I had to learn on my own. And and I'm glad that I had that in within me as something that I brought with me in this lifetime was that drive, that love for knowledge and education and wanting to learn everything because I am where I am now. I don't say that I'm perfect. I don't say that I'm completely awake, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm well on my way to understanding um, things that I've, I've not understand ever in this lifetime uh, and, and things that are actually very simple. So they don't seem simple until they do. You don't seem, you don't think you're awake until you know you are. And some people think they're awake when they're not. If you're judgmental, if you're looking at somebody and uh, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about, you're not awake. You're not awake. The second you judge someone else, you're not awake. So is it possible for people to wake up and then fall back to sleep? Yes. That's what got us into this mess. <laughs> that's, that's why we're in this mess. Okay. So you have to constantly be, um, struggling to keep yourself in that now, in that place. So uh, we don't always stay there. It takes us a little bit of time, but you first have to achieve it. And, and once you achieve it once, you'll you'll want to come back to that spot, right? Uh, so just know that and know that everything's okay no matter what happens. Everything's going to be okay anyway because it's supposed to happen this way, right? It is, it is that simple that you don't have to worry, oh my gosh, the, the devil is going to take over. The evil people are going to win. No, no, that already happened long time ago. That happened once already. And we're moving away from that and have been for thousands of years. Look in history. That's why they don't want you to know about history. They want you to think this is the worst time the world has ever seen. And in truth, this is the greatest time the world has ever seen. That's how far away from violence and death and destruction and slavery we've become. But they want you to think that this little teeny bit of what we got going on is the worst it's ever been. Why? Because we tell you so. Because we're the keepers of history. We know. Because they don't want you to know history. That's why they tried to eradicate it off the face of the earth. Okay? 
because they didn't want us to know what our origins are. Sorry, my nose was itching, and I and I was needing to scratch it, and, I, and I, then I bumped it in the microphone. <laughs> Anyways, so they don't want they didn't, didn't they've never wanted us to know. That's why they burned Alexandria. That's why they took out most of the uh, uh, you know books of the Bible and and tried to destroy them. But luckily, the universe wouldn't allow it. The universal mind didn't allow it. It still doesn't. And everything they try to hide comes to light eventually. They don't get away with anything, and they know that, but they try to hide it as long as they can and pretend it's not there. Then they try to discredit that information when it comes out. They get ahead of things. They're smart. Okay? That's why they're, that's why COVID's going away. Because they got all of them got the notion that the Republicans or anybody that was on the opposing side, whatever your country's opposing side to the lockdowns is, was going to use their information to run against everybody in whatever time you guys have elections. For America, and, you know, that's coming up this year in October. And they know it. They know that everything they're doing right now, they're going to take the worst hit they've ever taken. They're going to lose the House and the Senate, and they can't do anything about it. So now they're trying to figure out what they can do to make themselves between now and then look like heroes to keep the vote because they didn't get the stuff going through like they wanted to to take control of the voting uh, information to be able to cheat. So they lost that, but they're still trying to push it. Uh, they're trying to ram it through, and then they said, "Well, we're going to get to, we're going to, you know, blow up the the courts, and and we're going to get, uh, you know, uh, new appointees and, and and take over that way, uh, and that will cause a, a revolution in this country." Okay, so they're not going to do that either. They're going to try, but it won't happen. They're down to their death rolls now. They're desperate, and they have been, because they know the darkest point is just before the dawn. And what you guys think is the scariest situation you've ever experienced as a soul is is this time. It's not. You just don't remember yet those times that were worse than this, okay, that happened thousands of years ago. Right? Tony, Tony's making comments over here. I haven't been saying a lot of what he's saying, but he's, uh, you know, reading the underground uh, tube trains recently for the first time. Let me see what this is. Let me put it up on the screen. You're reading underground tube trains recently for the first time in a while, sitting among the many strangers. I sat looking or oh, reading. Okay, so reading in the underground. I'm sorry. Reading in the underground tube trains recently. Okay. So, so we're talking European. Right. I was when you were saying underground, I was thinking that you were reading a, something underground, a book or something. And I realized you were in the underground. We call that the subway here. All right. So I get you reading in the subway, the underground tubes, trains recently for the first time in a while, sitting amongst people, pe many strangers. Uh, I sat looking at the the, uh, uh, the the contemplating how everyone is an, another I, another you. Right. We're all one. Yeah. Uh, but we're individual. Yes. Absolutely. That's that's really good. And then he says this and this is different places where I'm talking and he's referring to that. And I didn't read it when he did. I don't really feel uh, I know anything uh, of my past lives. I don't know much either. Uh, I know like one or two because I've had uh, regressive dreams. Uh, and so I know a couple of times there were inconsequential lives that I did stupid shit. Like I was robbing a bank here in the old west in the United States and I got killed on the way out of town. Right. I was in the Scottish Highlands before that. And I was uh, I was uh, uh, in a war uh, in the Highlands and I got run through the stomach, uh, you know, right out my back all the way to the hilt with a big fucking claymore. Uh, and then I fell over backwards and died laying with my head in a pool of blood in a river of blood from all the other 
people that died and laid there looking at the sky and and was you know and so that song from metallica when the apartment he says look to the sky just before you die it's the last time you will i experienced that in real life uh back in the I think it was the 1200s or something. It was pretty crazy. Okay, so um, so I don't know a lot about all that, but I do know about things prior to me being here. So my memory, after being wiped here, I have a big, long, but I know that I've been here and I know that I was somewhere before. So I know where I came from originally when I before I came to this earth to help out here. I have memory, some memory of that, and uh, some told to me by other people who have that memory, oracles and the like. Uh, so I have some of that knowledge, but I don't have a lot, big swath of what was going on while I was here or how many times I've been here. But I do know that I've probably been here, or I've been here for at least 75,000 years and quite possibly 150,000 years. Because when you're, if you're a wanderer and you sign on, that's usually how long you're there. You sign on for one of the cycles, a 75,000 year cycle or 77,000 year cycle, depending on the third dimensional planet that you're on. Uh, and then it's either for one or two cycles or for the duration. So I could have been here even longer. I don't know. You too, maybe. I don't know. Um, but the good possibility that 80% of the people that are currently on this planet have been here for at least 250,000 years and maybe longer. Right? Because it takes a while for people to even call out for help. Okay. So uh, let's see. Um, I must be an old soul because spiritually is more important to me than uh, facing. I see I'm reading. I got to read my bifocal. Sorry, I got to look up here. Uh, then, then uh, financial achievement. I agree. I'm the same way uh, in the system, the game, and so in society. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm more interested in spirituality than I am trying to achieve fame or or riches. Uh, and I and that you know that that is a a simpler life to choose, and it's a harder life to choose, right? It is a hard life. Um, and that was what Jesus was trying to show, and all these other prophets. If you look at you know even uh, the Buddha, the Buddha was a rich prince. And what did he do? He, he would dress up as a pauper and leave and escape his own castle and go out among the people and, and see how they lived and talk to them. Right. And so it was the same thing. He was choosing the simple way of life to actually get back to the roots. So that's kind of the journey of, of soul uh, is those people who are uh, all about this, their money and wealth are younger souls or souls that are in a lower vibration. And you're, you're running in your mind and the ego more. You're, you're feeding the ego and the ego feeds you to get you rich or to get you in power or to get you a movie star or a rock star. You need to have that attention. When you feel the need for attention, you're still in a low vibration and you're listening to the ego more than you're listening to your to your um, conscience. Uh, so anybody who's that way and, they, you know, you're still in that way. It's not it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just that's where you are in your uh, in your vibrational pattern. And, you know, I can tell you that you need to raise your vibrational pattern, and get out of that. But only you can decide when you're done feeding that part of your body and feeding the ego and allowing that to rule you. Um, that's just, you know, that's what you have to decide when you do that. You then don't care about those things, Tony, just so you know. Right. So you saying that um, and that's actually a good thing. If you're already in that mindset, look at every single person in history throughout the world who is a spiritual leader and you're going to find someone who who didn't dress wealthy who wasn't rich right who was was among the people just as poor as everyone else not trying to in any way project themselves as better than anyone and not trying to project anyone better than themselves so it becomes a way of life i was knighted by the roman catholic church and to do to become a knight you have to change your life and you have to have that mindset. 
and you have to be chosen. It's not like you don't have very many robber knights in the in the Catholic Church anymore because of the the way that the after the the whole fall of the of the um, Templar knights and them having to go underground for trying to save the world, <laughs> and uh, that that changed a lot of things. So that's when decisions were made to keep information away from the masses when their children not to allow them to have the gun to play with and shoot themselves or anyone else to understand. So some knowledge was kept away from humanity because we had to for their own sake, but other knowledge was being kept away from humanity to do nefarious things to them by those people who are trying to put themselves in charge, who are egoic and egoic minded Do you understand. So, uh, so it's good if you're in that place, but you're not going to be rich and you, sometimes your ego will crawl out and say, how come I can't have that? Look at that. I could be rich. You could be rich if you just changed your ways. Yeah. Stop being so spiritual, start being more mundane and become more violent and become and lower your vibration and you could be rich. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, he says, yeah, it's simpler, but harder. Yes, it is. Uh, and I tell people this and we tell people this, that as soon as you choose, a spiritual path, it gets harder from that point on. It only gets harder. So you have to understand that going in. And that's why we try to tell people when they start learning and they start waking up, be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. That's what that saying was meant to tell you. Because you are going to get it. But you're going to get bang, zoom to the moon, Alice, as well. Because as soon as you start raising your vibration, you become a target for the opposition who's trying to stop you and stifle you in every walk of your life at all times. So you constantly have to be uh, preparing yourself for this and, and overcoming more and more and more uh, strife and obstacles that you would have. Things go easier when you are uh, in accordance to what they want, ebb and flow. And that's, that's what they want you is in that bliss where you're just floating in the, in the goo uh, and your eyes are closed and you have wires stuck in the back of your head and all over you right? That's where they want you is in that bliss. And that bliss is the matrix. And the only way that you're going to not be that and become what you are supposed to become, you have to be. And to do that, to become, you have to be first. And then what happens? Then the coming part happens, right? I mean, that even happens in sex. You are, you are doing it. You are there. You are feeling it. And then the euphoric happens. That's when you are becoming, you are creating. That's a creation. That's the outlet of the body to create, procreate another body. That's the another form of creation. That's why they uh, have those in rituals and have throughout time uh, in religious rites. They would be uh, uh, having having sex during the religious rites because of what that union between the male and female is the same dichotomy on a spiritual level on a, on a uh, physiological level, as well as psychic level. Uh, if you're in that state, that's why we still do it. That's why we have sex for fun because it's euphoric and it, and it harkens us back to the creation inside of our mind through the drug that is re released by our own, the endorphins released by our own mind is rewarding. Otherwise we wouldn't have sex with one another. If it really hurt and it tasted bad and smelt bad, we would die off as a as a race. So we get a euphoric feeling everywhere. It's part of the cycle of everything to, you know, to keep us continuing in the universe, but it's also there to learn from. So everything harkens back to the yin and the yang folks. 
<laughs> because because that that is the perfect uh, explanation. But it's not just that, right? It's the it's the star in the circle, right? It's the star of David. Those are all the same. The the Vitruvian man. Those are all the same symbols that mean the same thing to different aspects of spirituality across the planes of the earth throughout time. Even the swastika is the same mathematical equation. It's the same thing, right? It is the it is the trying to show the love of the heart chakra as the most important part of creation because that's where creation comes from. It comes from love. So that's the yin and the yang. That's the two little teeny spots in the center. You put those two together and you get the gray. That's the center. That's the heart chakra, right? That's where there is no difference between good and evil anymore. It just is. It is the energy of both that makes up the energy of the universe. The universe is not good or evil. There is no good place or evil place in the universe. We only make it there because, because beings there choose to be good or evil. The universe itself, there's no evil rock. There's no evil tree. There's no evil wind. It just is. There's no evil space. It just is. There's no evil planet. It just is. Right? They are just pure beings that are not, that are not sentient yet. But on a level, they are sentient. But they don't know it yet. But it's not because it's not because they can't. Well, they can't because they're not supposed to yet. <laughs> once they become, they can at any time. And once they become sentient, then at the end of whatever that life cycle is that they have, they will then ascend to the third plane, and that's where they become sentient in whatever form. Uh, on this earth, it's human, right? It's human. But on other planets, it's different things: gray aliens, blue. Avians, you know, Nocturians, Andromedans, Draco, whatever. The ones that we've already met. And probably millions that we haven't in another part of the universe. But it's all the same. And it happens the same here. The difference is just slight differences in, um, you know, in the physics of the area from where they're at, the color of the star, uh, that kind of stuff. Do I have any? That's a good question. Um, do I have any thoughts on the link between autism and uh, what is that? Optical neuro. What is that? Neurodiverse people uh, uh, and spirituality. Well, most of the autistic people that are at least in the United States were were um, victims of the deep state because the people that were coming through and still are. <clears throat> are coming through far more awake because there's so many wanderers showing up now and souls coming here to help because they know that it's we're at the end of this, that it's about to be over. And a lot of these souls are coming through to witness this, the beautiful transformation that happens when, when a, a species graduates. So because of all those people coming through, the powers that should not be around the world had to slow them down and, and close their minds off. So they've been working. You guys need to know this because it's true. You guys, it sounds going to sound crazy, but they've been working to shut down your pituitary gland so that it can't communicate uh, with the rest of your um, body in any way because the people that were coming through um, were bringing through this, this phenomenal spirituality that uh, when they were giving shots to children, they were uh, somewhere in there was some shit that was put in there that they found in this country and had a full class action lawsuit about. Uh, my brother was part of that, that, uh, that they had done this to kids on, on purpose to, um, to shut them down. So a lot of the um, problems that we have that are non 
um, psychological problems like psychosis or uh, schizophrenia. I'll explain those in a minute. But all the other changes that like crept up on us really quickly before, uh, you know, before 20 years ago, it was uh, like one in 100 or one in 8,000 people uh, were, were born autistic. And from 20 years ago until about 15 years ago, uh, it was one in eight in the United States. That was, and that was done on purpose to harm the human race. And then putting fluoride in everything slows down the uh, third eye opening and that sort of stuff until you get past a certain point and nothing can stop you anyways. Um, and they didn't realize they didn't, they also didn't count on that. So people with some of these neurosis uh, and, uh, you know, uh, atypical uh, neurodegenerative problems, uh, some of those are, are invented. Um, the other problems with the psychosis in some of the people where they have splits, those people are, are reliving the same. They, they're actually thinking that all the people that they were or are are concurrently inside the mind. Uh, so there's a split there. They don't understand. Um, they don't understand that the that those other people that are talking to them are another aspect of themselves or a lifetime that they've lived as that person. Do you understand? So when they hear voices telling them different things and sometimes nefarious, that's just an aspect of themselves and the ego that they've given over to. So sometimes it's just the ego talking to you and other times it's you manifesting or your ego manifesting other lifetimes that it was able to access in your mind for some reason. And a lot of that has to do with the transitional phase. The closer we get to it, there's a lot of young minds who are here for the first time that won't be able to transition uh, and graduate because they just haven't, there's no way they haven't learned any of what they're supposed to learn. So all of those will be what they call the left behind in the left behind series. All of those people, when they die, uh, this next uh, few times, probably this time, um, I don't know how long we're going to be. We're pulling for a short period of time, but say we're around and now people are going to be dying and reborn here on this planet for, let's say, another 150 years. Uh, once the majority of the people are ready to go, all those people who can't, when they die from here, they'll go to the next nearest third dimensional planet that sustains life there and they'll be born there, whatever that race of people is there. And they'll have no memory of this and they'll go through life learning what they're supposed to learn there. So there, so it's not like people are going to be, you know, you're not going to have people like flying a jet and have somebody like the pilot disappear in the jet crash and kill a bunch of people or cars on the road and all these people just disappear out of them. And, and there's just traffic jams everywhere. And that's not what's going to happen. Although uh, maybe during the transitional phase, if, if somebody happens to be one of the last people to transition, it could look like that for a minute or two. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? But uh, people need to understand that that natural cycle will take care of itself and it's not scary. Um, what your fear of death is part of keeping your vibration low because you, you're afraid of losing this life, this body, because you feel that it's, that's all I have. That's all I am. And if you still think that you'll be afraid of death, that's part of the raising of the vibration to become uh, the adult. Do you understand? So, so most of the fears that we cling to and most of the mental problems that we cling to are people that, that are not ready or willing. Some people are, uh, you know, deviant, dark, uh, evil and they don't want to change uh so they're not ready either and those people will do crazy shit to get out of here they'll murder people and then kill themselves those people are doing that because they're doing a last act of evil by killing a bunch of people and then killing themselves so that when they check out they know they're not going to reincarnate into the care bear world 
they want to reincarnate into a third uh, uh, body, third dimensional body in a place of evil or graduate to a fourth dimensional body and, and wake up in an eviler place. They don't want to be here. And usually when they get there, they realize it was a mistake, <laughs> right? Unless they're really evil. And then good on to them, but that's still only 8% of the, of the, the, the working class of any, at least on, on this planet. And I know that varies. Some planets don't have it. Like raw, they came from a planet of trees. And there was no evil. They didn't understand what it was. They, they were, no one was bad. They were all good. They didn't, they weren't affected by that because for, for their, their evolution happened to be one of those perfect uh, Goldilocks zones for humans that have uh, you know, evolved very quickly and didn't need to have that inserted into them. So the, unfortunately they didn't know that when they got here and they didn't know what they were dealing with and they tried to help us and they gave information to the wrong people, not knowing they were giving information to someone who was evil or as evil as they were. And when they gave that information, they took that information and used it against us. And that's part of how we became stuck here. And they're still here helping us to um, get out of the mess that they helped put us in. Right. Um, and a lot of that had to do with them not realizing that the people here weren't brand new. Do you see the people that were here chose that they were higher up than even raw. They were from the 11th density and they came back down to the third density as a whole species to do this on purpose. But then they got stuck because outside influences uh, came and tried to help them and uh, they got stuck because of it. So now they feel obligated to stay and help, which is nice of them. But I, I find it hard to believe that these people didn't do that to themselves on purpose. So I think they wanted to get stuck, but I don't know that for sure. And I don't care either way because I'm not going to judge them. If they wanted to get stuck, they have to realize that and stop it. <laughs> right? The Andromedans laugh about that in a sense. They feel pity for us, but they're like, why do you keep pretending that you're unconscious? You keep pretending that you don't remember. Why are you doing that? So in the minds of uh, aliens, they, they, it's right, they're completely awake. They see us and go, why are you pretending you're asleep? You are awake right there. I'm talking to you but you're pretending to be asleep. So we did this to ourselves. That's why they're telling us that we're pretending to be asleep. We did this to ourselves. And, we, and I believe that the people who are here did that with the intent of going through this. So I think they chose to get as stuck as you could possibly get or more stuck than anyone else has done. So they did something on purpose to themselves to get into this predicament and just so they can prove they can get out of it. We have the people who came here from Maldek that have the reason we have nuclear weapons on this planet now is that the people that were on Mars and Maldek, who both had problems with killing themselves because of nuclear weapons, wanted to prove to themselves that they could they could evolve and not make the mistakes they made in the past. So we have some of them here and they invented the nuclear weapons and, and they're trying not to use them on themselves or anyone else. So we do these things as lessons. So here again, it's cyclical. So we're here because we wanted to be here, not because some evil brought us here. We came here of our own accord or the people. I don't think I was one of them, but I might be. And I might just think that I'm a wanderer. And the truth is uh, that's only because I'm a little bit more awakened. I'm trying to find a niche to, you know, to say that I wasn't one of the creators that put ourselves here because we might be embarrassed to the universe that we got ourselves stuck. Right? I don't know if that's the case. I don't have all those memories uh, back, you know, completely, but I do know that, that that I was told from different scriptures and aliens that you guys all did this to yourself. The people of Earth did this to themselves. Uh, even Errol, and I pointed that out during the alien interview, said that that the freedom of the people here are going to be determined by, by the people on Earth. The inmates are going to have to break themselves out. Why she was alluding to the fact that we did this to ourselves. 
we're in charge and we can, we're the only ones who can free ourselves. So that's everything in the universe is telling us that. So you just have to admit to yourself, that's part of the dark night of the soul. Okay. I did this to me. I chose you this. I came here. I put myself in this position. I got myself stuck and now I have to get myself out of it. And all of us, because we're all one, we're all willing to help each other do so. And that's why I'm getting information from other people and giving that information to other people. Pass it on. Pass it forward. All right, guys. It's quarter after six. I've been on here for two hours and 15 minutes. Um, I'll be back next Friday. I may or may not have something, another one of these things to run down and dive into. Uh, or maybe we'll just, you know, talk and talk spirituality, right? Um, I would love to. I love doing Q&As. That's why I love when you guys ask me questions and get involved in the conversation. I love doing that. But, you know, uh, that, again, is only going to be for that niche group that has questions. Everybody else is going to get tired of hearing me talk and leave. <laughs> right? I'm not doing this because I want to be the guy on Facebook that has a million followers. Right? I'd be, I'd be playing naked pictures of people or something or talking about cars or, you know what I mean? Doing things that everybody wants to hear about, you know? what's his name? Uh, the guy who played Fonzie is, it does TikTok and he's dancing around doing stupid shit, right? Henry Winkler. He's getting popular for doing it. <laughs> right. All right, guys. I love you guys. Please pass this on, um, you know, smash the like button and the, all the nines hit the bells and the whistles and forward it on. Those of you who are on the MP3 broadcast, I appreciate you uh, around the world listening to, um, listening to my show. I know who you are. I pay attention to where you're listening to my show from, uh, what countries and, and how often. Okay. So there's, there's 60, 60 foreign countries out there that listen to my podcast. Thank you for that. There's a lot of States in the United States, everyone, but one, uh, every province in Canada. So thank you guys. And everybody in Australia, uh, uh, there's no, there's nobody there that doesn't. It used to be, uh, the North, uh, didn't listen to me, but now even the West listens to me, <laughs> but you guys in, in New South Wales, you guys are still the number one top dogs. Uh, so good on to you. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, good on to you. Thanks, Tony. Tony said that that uh, will be will be uh, uh, it'll be interesting to me. Take care. All right. So I'll see you guys next time. Uh, I love you guys. Like I said, show this out, show this out, show this out. Thank you for being here. And I will see you on Wednesday. If you follow the Skull Island, I will be back live with my compadres there and my my uh, fellow pirates in, in uh, on the seven seas. We'll be talking uh, and then I'll be back on Friday. And with what subject? I don't know. Don't care. Right. We're also putting together some stuff. I don't I didn't put that stuff together to show you, but we do. We are putting together a uh, a retreat coming up uh, and I will be speaking uh, at that and another one. It, it depends on uh, on on uh, uh, what time I'm trying to, to factor them both. So maybe I can have a speaking engagement in two different retreats on the same day. We'll see what happens there. Uh, um, so I might be on one show and then an hour later be on another and I'm trying to separate them. So I don't have to be, you know, on there at the exact same time, try to switch the times around so that I'm, uh, speaking at one and then, and then I can cut out, speak at the other, and then come back to the one that we're putting on for Skull Island. Um, so we'll see how that turns out, but there, there's a couple things in the works for the, the solstice coming up, the spring, so spring equinox. Uh, that's coming up in March. So that's going to be really cool. So take a look at that. Go to Skull Island uh, or go to uh, Aaron Fowler, uh, Psychic Shaman 333.com. And he has all that information. Aaron has all that up there for you. Otherwise, go to Skull Island uh, on YouTube or Skull Island on Facebook. And um, we have the, the group on Facebook and the page or the, the uh, channel on YouTube and the information's up there uh, for that. And then for the other one, I would talk to Omar. Uh, he was on here earlier or go to Watchers Talk. Uh, and he's putting on a really big event uh, as well. So you can check him out. 
uh, and he'll have that information for that uh, retreat that he's putting on uh, for the same day. And that one's supposed to be huge. It's, it's going to be a multi-day, I think, because he wants. He was trying for 100 speakers. I don't know how many he's going to get, um, but he was trying to put a whole bunch together. So it might be a three-day event, a week-long event. I don't know. Um, but they're going big on the solstice. <laughs> right? Ours is going to be smaller uh, that we're putting on. It's not going to be that big. We're not expecting. We're only going to have like four or five speakers. We're not We're not trying to put on a big production. We're trying to be uh, spend more time with uh, smaller groups uh, because it's more of a retreat minded like this show kind of is like today where where we speak and, and, and talk to you guys about spirituality uh, and and theirs is this big production that they would see from some you know some mainstream media or something you know uh, the MP4, MP3 format uh, uh, for Orion Rising uh, and for Skull Island uh, you can find that anywhere I publish both uh, and that goes out to, uh, and they'll be told it'll say Orion Rising, and then the other one says uh, it'll just say like episode number, and then it'll say Skull Island instead of Orion Rising. Uh, and otherwise, if it just says uh, um, you know episode number such and such, and I don't put Orion Rising, but I tell you the title, uh, and it doesn't say Skull Island, that's an Orion Rising because uh, uh, I publish both. And then Skull Island, Aaron publishes it as well. So the MP3 broadcast of this show is anywhere you listen to MP3 file broadcast and if it's not you can go to podbean.com look up orion rising and take my rss number right there it's there for you to copy and paste and you can go to your app and you can copy and paste it there and your app um uh, company will uh, allow that because they want you to listen on their platform not leaving their platform for your favorite podcast but it, you know, itunes iHeartRadio, spreaker uh podbean podcast addict uh uh, who knows? It's in places I've never even seen uh, on that I that I find that you know it's in 60 countries, so it's on 58 or so different apps around the world, uh, places. So you can just look for it. But if you can't find it, <coughs> I pay Podbean.com to publish it, so the RSS number is there for you to copy and paste. Uh, you can just go there and snatch it up, and then you can put it at your favorite place you listen to a podcast. If I'm not already there, otherwise, look me up, Orion Rising, uh, Leonard O'Neill. Uh, on your podcast, uh, uh, whatever you listen to, and I should already be there. But like I said, if I'm not, go and rip the the RSS number and put me up there, baby. I'd gladly, and they'll gladly take me. Trust me. Um, so that's where you can find me. And then, like I said, Skull Island. You can look for that name as well, Skull Island Podcast. Because uh, if you do Skull Island, a lot of times the movie comes up, Skull Island, right? So, so even if you go to YouTube, type in Skull Island Podcast, and uh, and or Pirate Cast, one of the two words at the end. Uh, and then you'll get that and uh, you can listen to my MP3 broadcast wherever you are on the planet. Just like that. All right, guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend, right? This weekend is a uh, football playoffs in the United States, right? The San Francisco 49ers are going to be playing against the LA Rams. Go 49ers. Uh, but if the Rams win, it'll at least be a California team, but go 49ers. I want the 49ers back in the Super Bowl. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, so go Niners, bang, bang, Niner gang, right? All right, guys, have a great night. I'll see you guys next week.